What up, party people? It's your boy Tommy G here with episode 41 of the No Mercy podcast. On this episode, me and Jeff went in on it. I think these just get better and better. We spent a lot of time at the beginning. Weird news. Transgender Miss Universe. Lady marrying a pirate. Nike. Santa's gender. All kinds of shit. Went on rant after rant after rant about it. Uh, then we got into the NFL. The guts of everything. Cam Newton. Gurley. Rogers, Connor. Julio. OBJ. Foles. You name it, we covered it. Went over some DFS Week 16 plays. Did some fuck, marry, kills. Answered all your Twitter questions. Didn't F that. We covered a lot of ground on here. A lot of laughs. A lot of content. A lot of just fucking dope shit that we just drop every week. So make sure you guys pound that subscribe button and leave us a review. Send us some tweets. Go just do everything you have to do to show some love or some hate to this podcast because we're trying really hard to entertain you motherfuckers. And I think on this episode... I think we succeeded. So without further ado, Hiti Miyagi. Mercy is for the weak. We do not train to be merciful here. A man face you, he is enemy. Enemy deserve no mercy. What up? Let's get weird. Boy, Tommy G here with episode 41 of the No Mercy podcast, the midweek edition where I am joined by the vanilla gorilla, Jeff Manns. What up, Jeff? What up? Let's get different. Uh, some mercy. Some mercy in the house, everybody. <laughs> Wednesday episode, we get some mercy. Just some. a little bit of mercy on this little episode. A little bit of humility and mercy in this episode. <laughs> there we go. Get different, everybody. Just get a little bit. A little bit weird. Well, we're, we're going to do. I, I like this, uh, what we've been doing, Jeff, starting off with the kind of weird news out the gate. And then okay. get. So, so I got some weird news that I want to get to. Um, which I haven't had. one of them, you know, because I bitched to you about it in the pre-show, but the other okay. ones you have no idea about. So I'm going to walk you through a little weird news journey, um, to start this show, oh, but we should start off by talking about the fact that our very own Jeff Collins took down, I think $467 million this weekend. Um, it but no, seems like it. $1.2 million weekend for Jeff Collins coming off a half a million dollar weekend, just like fucking what, like two months ago. Um, so August. he came in second in the FanDuel final, then took down the million to first in the fan championship final. So uh, how, how do you feel about this, Jeff? Uh, very disappointed. No, I, <laughs> I, I, I'm thrilled for Hefe. Well-deserved. It's one of those things where, like, he is a guy that has worked his way up and worked for this every step of the way. This one, you know, people will hear the news and be like, oh, one million, one point two million dollars. I'm going to go and I'm going to get out of bed and win that, too. No, it's a, it's a life's journey for Hefe. Yeah. He is the, you guys don't understand the amount of time, effort, money, everything he's put in to live finals and big GPPs. He he got like I think he had eighty entries into the millionaire, mm-hmm. and he didn't pay for one of them. Right. He has been stockpiling these tickets all year long. He just kept grinding, grinding. So, I mean, it's great when it pays off, and it is it is paid off. But it's sort of a life journey for him, and for me, it makes me really proud because I'm like, man, that's you're never gonna win what you want to win when you want to win it. That's not the way life works. It always happens. If it happens yep. for you at all, it happens at a different time and all that shit. So. 
kudos to him, man. And, uh, you know, he's, he definitely earned it. And uh, now sure. I just want him to pay off some of my, my mortgage and some. <laughs> just throw me, me a little, uh, throw me a little, little stack of money in a Christmas. Little just Christmas like a stack. Like, what's so hard just about a stack? Throw stack. us a stack. Throw me like fucking, the fucking Break off a stack. Who cares? Yeah, just, you're not even going to know it's gone when you got that much money. But, uh, yeah, no, you're right. He's, he's been one of the final guys who's still like Q crazy. Right. Like yes. he's been obsessed yes. with cues his whole DFS career. And even to a point where we've all been there, you know, like I've been there. I still fucking chase mm-hmm. too many cues. Like you've got out of it about a year or two ago where you just stopped yep. fucking with them all together. But, you know, we're all still playing. But Hefe has been the guy who's been like, listen, this is going to pay off. Like I'm going to have that big hit. And God did it. You know, not just this weekend, like this whole cue season, the last five years, he's, he's set himself up for life. Based on based on hunting this down. And the funny thing is, it's what we tell the subscribers to do. It's what we tell everyone to do on different levels. When everyone's like, I want to win a GPP. And then we tell them, grind your way up. Start with head-to-heads. Grind your way up. Build your bankroll. That's really what Hefe did over these last six months. I mean, he basically had a big hit, um, which was before the half-million-dollar queue a few months ago. He had a couple mm-hmm. big hits during the baseball season. He put that money towards you know some high-dollar queue entries. Then he binked the, the big Q. He finally had that big half-million-dollar hit. And then he took that money, and he started stockpiling that up, 80 tickets for the other one, playing all the satellites. And he basically, it didn't just happen. He had a hit, then turned that into a bigger hit, scaled his game up, turned that into a bigger hit, scaled his game up, so that he was the big stack walking into this weekend. He walked into the final with four FanDuel seats, 80 entries into that thing that he earned, and crip-walked his way up, and boom. It, it, it hit. So congratulations to Hefe. Um, it was great working with him. I'm assuming he's done now. But, uh, <laughs> but you know, who knows, yeah, right? Fucking, yeah. You never know. But, I mean, honestly, no, really proud yeah. of him. He's still doing, doing an NBA show today He for won, us. like, a whole year's salary. That's, that's a, <laughs> he won that's three good. months' salary. We pay Hefe, yeah, we pay Hefe $4.8 million a year. But, exactly. uh, yeah, no, props to him, dude, man. It really – I would say it couldn't have happened to a better person, but that's a lie. Well, that's but not true. it yeah. couldn't have happened it's to someone who's worked harder to get to this point. Exactly. So that I'll give it. That I'll give. It. But a better person, I don't know about that. It could definitely happen to a better person. But, yeah, a lot of better. Uh, but a harder worker in queues, probably not. A <laughs> uh, couple quick promos here before we get to me and Je- Jeff bragging a little bit. Um, we still have the deal going at GuruElite.com. If you buy NBA, buy the NBA DFS with the great Jeff L. Hefe and Draft Cheat and Benny and Thad and all those guys. We even got Kevin Adams doing basketball content now. If you buy the NBA DFS and want a taste of that gold that Hefe's been dropping in every sport he's touched, you will get the NFL DFS for free for the rest of the year. Plus, we're donating $2 um, on every transaction. Jeff, if you want to talk about that for a second, just real quick. Yeah, it's a good uh, organization. You know, we wanted to do something to give back this holiday season, and we got our 12 Days of Christmas promotion running. Mm -hmm. The Santa 20 um, promo code, like you just mentioned, gets you 20% off any package. But on top of that, we're donating $2 per transaction. That means any merchandise, any swag, any, any package you buy in any sport or anything you do, With uh, Guru Elite, we are giving $2 towards an organization called Good Sports, and it's uh, an organization that funds, sends money, sends clothing and equipment equipment to underprivileged kids and school districts, and it helps keep uh, PE, physical education, in school districts. That's something that's big down here in Arizona where they cut back once a week and physical education. And letting, you know, you want kids not to grow up with, you know, being obese and lazy and all that stuff. And they are doing that. And the best thing about it is literally, like, 
90 cents on the dollar. It goes directly into the hands of the, the people that need it. They take almost nothing off the top outside of a very minor operational cost. And in our investigation into the organizations to be affiliated with, that was big with us because it's like, okay, one thing to give you know tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of dollars to somebody, we want we don't want you know an executive board taking all that right. and private jetting to the West Coast and stuff. We want this to get in the hands of the people and Good Sports Incorporated at Good Sports Inc on Twitter. They they do that there. You could certify it and test it. And we have done so, and we're very proud of this organization, and hopefully uh, we're able to write them a huge check this holiday season. Yep, and this is just the beginning of more stuff to come with them. Um, should reiterate it even further, 20% off everything on the whole entire site using promo code SANTA20. SANTA20. Um, now, let's brag about ourselves a little bit, Jeff. We're oh, getting, we got whisked away in the Hefe-ness, right? Like uh, the Hefe yeah. wave that happened. I felt bad posting it, but... I was talking about how you've been kicking my ass in the gambling package lately, and it, I don't like it, okay? I know. I don't you know, like I, it. You actually no. were ahead of me in units. You're, I don't yeah. think I'm going to catch you in percentage. I think that'll be pretty much impossible. So I think you're going to end the season with a higher winning percentage with, than me. Which I I'm, had no idea this was a competition. Yeah, no, now, it, now I see why you're fired is. up. Now I have yeah, to go and is, check it, it all out. It is a competition, and, uh, okay. and, and you're going to win the percentage. You're hitting at 64%. Uh, as we mentioned, I put in like 450 bets, but you you put in like 100, you know, or whatever the number is, and you're hitting at 64%. 53%, you're basically a professional gambler. So 64% is lunacy. You went 3-2 and two again this week. You're up 23.3 units on the year. Every bet you make is one unit or smaller. So 23 right. units is an incredible number based on the amount. So I do want to get Very give- easy. Yeah, I, I, the way I do it is very... And that's the thing about my way is that is very – I'm the tortoise. Mm-hmm. I'm just going step by step by step by step by step, although I did do a parlay. You did, I saw, and you pretty, hit it. Pretty happy you about hit it. that, and I hit that parlay. So you got a two-and-a-half banger out of that one. So, yeah, I mean, it's slow and steady, and like you said, I don't bet large sums. No. Um, you're more than five, able it's to It's usually do it, five but, bets, one unit on each, and – you're going three right. and two, four and four and one, or five and zero oh every week. So it's yeah. uh, it's it it's a pretty good process, you know. So <laughs> yeah. up up twenty three units on only you know seventy bets or whatever it is is absurd. Uh, but I need to get ahead of you. So I fired this weekend, and uh, I went Jesus. five and zero oh on Sunday. I went three and zero oh on Saturday, and I made twenty units this weekend. So I'm back at least. At least ahead of you in units. Keep in mind, I'll throw in three units bets, five unit bets, like all that. Damn it! But uh, but yeah, so I so I finally crept back so I can gain some. So this is a challenge going the rest of the way. Because keep in mind, my thirty units can all go right. to zero th- any day. Yeah. So yeah, I know, so, I know, right? <laughs> thirty to zero. I could finish this year at one hundred twenty, or I could finish it at negative eighty. We'll see. And and my twenty three units could easily go to twenty two by the end of the day. So it, it, it's a very you're like I'm a floor. Like you can't go lower yeah. than thirteen units on the year. Basically, I start to shake when I am yeah. like, oh my god, I got three units to play. <laughs> oh boy, oh what's gonna happen? I was like, I got thirty seven hundred. Thirty seven hundred. Yeah. So yeah. this weekend was fire for me. I went eight and zero in my bets. So, uh, so that nice. was good. So nice little weekend for the subs there. Everyone was happy. Hefe made a lot of money. DFS players made a lot of money. Our subs took down a queue, came in second in another queue. Oh, my God. I mean, we'll tell. Oh, can we talk about that, or do we not want to talk we about spend, that? Yeah, spend, spend a quick time talking about it real quick. The, the, uh, Jeff Collins, he won a million dollars in the uh, the Players' Championship on FanDuel. He, he won it by a stat correction. It's not really a correction. It was right. It was, it, right, it was right. corrected, like, immediately. So it was, like, right after the game. But – 
the play the person that he swapped with first and second is also a guru lead subscriber <laughs> she won four hundred thousand dollars in a great effort but like it's kind of one of those awkward situations where like we're very happy for hefe but once we learned it was a subscriber we're like ooh, okay Maybe oh, I would have much rather had her win. Oh, we, oh yeah, exactly. I mean, That's not Lord. even a fucking question. Like, if it was <laughs> a stranger, no, I want Hefe. But not only we one of our... No, who would you rather have had the million, Hefe or the sub? A Which female guys... sub, too. Like, yeah, of course. Yes. That's the nuts for us. Yeah, it's no. so fantastic. Yeah, so we're fantastic, just but... taking over the fucking world. And, I mean, we had the fan, uh, fantasy draft, or uh, what is it, play draft final, the head, head challenge winner, we had the draft king winner. I mean, we had four of, uh, four of the yeah. five qualifier seats for MMA <laughs> taken down by our subs. Like, we're basically just taking over the fucking industry at this point. So uh, 20% off anything on the site, Santa 20 gambling dfs you name it we got it swag we got a me and mad lab are working on some elite mafia t-shirts last night so keep your eye on those those will be out shortly um and the new site's coming but let's get to some weird news here jeff so i'm going to start you off with a hot topic of the day which is transgender miss universe come on no what are we doing (laughs) oh we'll get the football what did you say transgender (laughs) what transgender miss universe so there's a miss universe contestant this year uh, who okay. is transgender? Okay. How do you um, feel about this? I don't know. I I, I don't. I mean, so she's a, fee, a male. A form used to be male. Now I don't know if she still has her parts. Um, I will tell you that from first glance, you probably wouldn't be able to realize it's it's a, it's a man. Right. Yeah. Like she's pretty Listen, hot. Like from I what mean, I can see. Sure. Let me see. I here. don't. I don't care. I really don't care about what your dick pussy situation is like, I don't care. I, it, none of that matters to me. I, I, I think the whole Miss Universe, Miss America, I think that's, this is, you want to talk about outdated shit. Right. Like, is this <laughs> not the we most outdated stuff? It's the worst thing ever. It's like, strip down to your bathing suit, walk on stage for us, but oh, be inclusive. <laughs> like, wait, like, oh my you're God, totally, like, really? literally just. So, it, it's, I think the whole thing is weird. It's like, so now I'm assuming there, people are fighting like, She's she's allowed in, right? Uh, yeah, she's in. From what I mean, listen, I'm not okay, spending so time in. reading up on this, but right. So she's in. Yeah, you just talked about you saw. Yeah. You just looked at all the Google images. Miss Spain becomes first transgender woman to compete in Miss Universe, so she's okay. she's in. Um, you know, whatever. I mean, if she and honestly, dude, Je- like I'll say it, she's fucking hot. Like yeah. from okay. certain pictures, certain right. pictures you can kind of tell is a little masculine, but yeah. Here's my problem with it. Okay, uh-huh. I the only thing that bothers me is she's going to win no matter what and it fucks all the rest no, of the contestants i don't think she'll win i think she'll she's automatically top three like she's that's guaranteed it's fucked she's on the podium at the end no matter what because yeah. everyone's gonna vote for her to win just because they don't want to be the person who didn't vote for her to win right? right like it's almost like the reason why it kind of soils the competition and who gives a fuck about miss universe anymore but the thing that's annoying is like it's if she was going to be in and she won her way through because she is an attractive, attractive person. Like, I get it. Like, she could be in there. If you didn't tell me she was transgender, I wouldn't know. But it's like if she earned it on her own merits, then fine. I just know what's going to happen. She's going to win. And these other girls that have been working so hard, maybe there's some that are more qualified that should have won that have no chance now. They're literally drawing dead. If Vegas put lines on this, I would bet my entire life savings on her minus 400 to win this thing and that's huh. when it starts to get annoying when it becomes beyond when it takes over the entity right when it takes over the event um 
that's what annoys the shit out of me because now it's like you've taken it too far the other way. So we will see. But, Jeff, this dovetails me into Nike.com. I would like you to take a second. Go to Nike.com. God, you're amazing. Okay. Okay. And this is when things go too far the other way. Okay? First Uh of all, for those of you who haven't been on Nike.com. I've never – I'll officially say in my entire life, I've never been to Nike.com. I have never been to Nike.com until this morning. Um, I go to like Dick's Sporting Goods. Right. Like, How the pros do it, actually, literally. told me to check it out. So if you yeah, go to yeah. men, right, click on men, and then there's a little drop down <laughs> that comes down on the left, and you will see gender neutral. So Nike.com is uh, now providing gender neutral clothing. Let me see. So it's like, what? isn't every clothing kind of gender neutral? Like, what do you mean? Like, can't boys wear girls shit? Girls wear boy shit? Like, what? It's Nike. Like, a zip up isn't gender specific to begin with. Do you know, like, when you ever watch a show and maybe, like, you used to like the show mm-hmm. and it's, like, season four or five and you're like, it's, like, the last season of The Office. It's like, you know, it's good, but it's not what it was. Right. So you just start skipping forward. I wish we could do that with life and we could just be like, all right, th- this is fucking right. nuts. Can we just this, get this through was, this period? We don't want to – I don't want to fast forward to I'm 75, but, I, you know, I would – I would give up a couple years just to, can we just get past right. the, everybody has to be neutral and everybody has to identify or whatever. It's fine. Just do whatever you're going to do, but leave everybody out of it. I don't care. I don't think most people, I, I get it. There's the people down South or where maybe even, you, know, you can't be this. And y'all can't men, have, men can't marry men. I, 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 y'all got I, a dick. You got to be fucking a pussy. Most of society doesn't give a flying fuck about what you got dangling between but your now, legs or don't. And like, I don't care. If you want to marry something or wear something, who gives a fuck? We don't care. But here's Stop the Stop talking. Stop bludgeoning us with this. You guys all, history will look at you like you're fucking idiots. Because this is just, you're not fighting cause. There is no cause. You're making something right. up that exists for 5% of the population. You are bludgeoning 5% of people with your agenda that the rest of us don't care. <laughs> I don't care. I want to wear a mascot helmet every single day. Okay. Whatever can you you should probably shouldn't drive a car right but no I want to drive a car too okay then go you know wreck and get in an accident or whatever I just I won't be on the road with you like whatever it is you're into it's wonderful transgender and Miss America awesome great whatever cool let's see if you got what it takes to win if you don't you don't oh my god hey uh, you know men a guy wants to play tennis a girl wants to play football do whatever you got to do. Be the best you can be, possibly be, but leave us the, the fuck, fuck out of it. And dude, I don't. I don't need to. I don't need to know this. If I want to shop for a shirt, I want to just go click on men and have a fucking men's shirt. What's wrong with that, <laughs> dude? You know what's wrong? Right now, I'm counting one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, twenty, twenty-one, twenty-two, twenty-three, twenty-four, twenty-five, twenty-six, twenty-seven, twenty-eight, twenty-nine, thirty, thirty-one, thirty-two, thirty-three people. 33 models on the gender neutral section. Guess how many are white? Zero. Oh, no. (laughs) Like, we've gone so far the other way where it's like. you say 33 people? 33 people and you don't have a white person in there. Like, I get it. You're trying to fucking show that you're about diversity. You realize this is reverse racism now. Go to the men's section, Jeff. There's not a single white person on the whole men's section. Why Go to the women's section. Be a skinny guy There's with a not fat stomach, a, with a single goatee. white like, person. I want to buy a shirt for me. Why are we the devil now? Like, why are we the Antichrist? Like, you used to be like, oh, it's all white people. And then, you know, you had a couple of different. Now there's not one white person on Nike's whole entire website. Well, I think I, there's I will, one girl. I will make, how about it? I'll make an argument. 
I'll make the opposing argument. How about that? I'll just I'll just say now, and I don't know if this is true or not. Do you think that this is because, in their minds, the executives at Nike or whoever's designing this think that, oh, you know, you're a middle aged white dude, you really want to be a you know a gorgeous mid twenties, uh, you know, uh, half black, half white, or what you know, beautiful Asian or whatever, like some other like we want to be something else. Do you think that's the reasoning that they're just that they think that we don't want to be who we are, that we want to be something else or what? I mean, I, mean, I don't know. Listen, I get what they're doing. They're trying to target, you know, they went in with Kaepernick and they're trying to target, you know, but I, you have to imagine that 50 percent of the people buying Nike products are white, right? Like, you got to imagine uh, that, no, right? I don't think so. No, no. I don't, but everyone I know who's say, fucking who's white wears 50%? Nike. I, I would imagine like 50%. Like you just cut nah. us clean out. Like I get it. Yeah. You got a mission here. If you want to make your spokesperson African-American and the other one. What Indian, do I have like, to do? Because I don't know what I, I am at that age where I really don't know what clothes to wear anymore. I still wear stuff probably from 10, 15 years ago. Like I'm so out of touch. I don't leave my house. Like, very is it often. wrong for me to start thinking to do. that if companies start cutting my race, even if it's been the dominant race for years, like everyone said, like if they start, I'm white, right? I mean, I'm Italian, uh, so I don't declare myself white, but like, if there's no Italian anywhere on the fucking site, like, don't I then have a right to go? All right, well now fuck you. Now you're doing to me what you bitched about other companies doing to you. Like, isn't it, didn't we just take the exact problem that we were basically not being inclusive of certain races back 5, 10, 15, 20 years ago, right? Every cartoon character was white. Everyone in the ads was all white. And now haven't you taken the same problem that you were saying, this isn't right, we need inclusiveness, and then gone so far the other way that now you're shunning the initial people. And like I said last pod, Jeff, I didn't fucking do anything. Like, why are you getting mad at me or, or for my fucking great-great-grandparents? I didn't fucking do anything to you. Like, yeah. I don't know what's happening here. We're so far to the other extreme now where you're going to start rallying the Alabamans and the, the, the country folk going to start like, – yeah. You're you know starting what? reverse good, riot. I think that's the best point. That's your best point. You're right. Listen, I don't give a flying fuck about any of this. Like I said – what I want is to stay out of it, and I would like if I went to Nike site, just tell me what to wear. Pudgy belly, fucking pale skin, motherfucker like myself. Like, just tell me what I should be wearing to look remotely cool, and don't show me some gorgeous twenty something freaking ripped guy. Like, that's not. I'm like, I'm not. I'm just. I just get sad to eat another tub of ice cream. Mm-hmm. But the other side of this is, um, yeah, it, by going so far to the extreme, if this is in case what they're targeting doing, you are, you are. By constantly initializing these debates and this argument and acceptance and everything else, instead of just doing it, like you're triggering the opposite side. Like I do feel that way. I'm a somebody who does want to stay out of it. Right. I I constantly. I don't care. I love all people. Love all things. And well, I hate assholes. I hate bad people. I I just don't like. Except me. But why don't just you're you're forcing people like myself and people like everybody. Tommy G to have an opinion and form an opinion. I don't want to. Like this bothers me. I just me want to now. be a good person. This I just me. want to live my life. We don't want to do it. And now you're you're pushing, and eventually you're going to push all of us. We're just back. Like, yeah, whatever, bro. And then eventually you're going to get to people that are are you're that starting a race dirty, war that isn't rotten five percent of people. And you're gonna now next thing you know they're going to rise up and try to do and argue the other. And 
And then we just get in this argument that doesn't need to happen. It doesn't. Like, dude, I, like I've said it a million times. I'm not going to say it on every fucking podcast. I'm not racist. I have gay friends. I have black friends. Blah, 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 blah. Right. Disclaimer. There it is. But I look at this site, and when I see 41 models, and not one of them is Italian, and not one of them is white, I look at this as, like, them saying, like, fuck you to me. The same way as 10 years ago, if an African-American would have gone onto a site and seen 40 white people and been like, hey, this is a fuck you to me. Right. So just because my race has a stronger history 100 years ago or something that that's not about I'm talking about right now. Like, so I look at this and this bothers me and I will say it and I don't give a fuck who you are. I don't give a fuck how mad you are. I I don't like this because this is intentionally done to kind of say, fuck you to me. And now I have a temptation to go, fuck you, Nike. Uh, I mean, I'm not going to. But I have a temptation yeah, to do it. I, I but mean, if it keeps up, listen, then it, yeah. Listen to me. And if you did whatever, I mean, again, everybody makes – we are all – Like, why can't you just can have a mix choices. of people? And I think the problem is – the problem with all this, we talked about on the last podcast, if I recall correctly, it's all tribalism. It's all like we have to be one person. And guess what? The reality of the world is we, we can all be very, very different in whatever we do. And as long as you're good and obey the law or do whatever, you're, you're fine. Like, who cares? Who cares who you're fuck? Like, fuck whoever you fuck. Come where you want to come. Do what you do. Whatever you want to do. Just you know, don't make it in public and don't go around schools. Like, be right. fucking reasonable or animals. Like, be be a reasonable fucking human being. And you know, it, it, it's not that fucking hard. And I just do whatever you're gonna do, but don't. You don't have to force what you do and what you like on other people. That's the key word. There's just no reason for it. That's the key word. Like, I, don't, I don't care. Like, it doesn't matter. Your key word is force. This is right. all being forced. You know, the transgender thing, fine. I'm actually shockingly fine with it. Like I said, I'm fine with it. Most people would probably think I'd be like, fuck that. No, I'm fine with transgenders being a Miss Universe. That's fine. Yeah. As long as they deserve to win and they win. If they win and they deserve to win, then good. Merits, I just yeah. don't want them to win just because they they're transgender. They the spot. It's I'm like fine. Jeff Collins. It's like Jeff Collins winning the million. Are we happy about it? No. <laughs> but does he deserve it? Yes, yeah, absolutely. He deserves it, you know? We, the, uh, we can we see the way but trans somebody is transgender identified is, as a woman all this time and done all the appropriate steps and worked her way fine. up and she's hot circuits, I'll say it she's the fucking hot circuits. fuck yeah let's go right then it's fine but I, the forcing like Nike right here is forcing this they intentionally made sure not to put a single white person on their website like that's that's when you start to piss me off because that's when it's like wait a minute. We're trying to preach inclusiveness. We're trying to preach diversity. We're trying to preach that color doesn't matter. And that should be the message from everyone across the board, whether it's staffing, whether it's athletes, whether it's marketing, whatever it is. But once you start forcing out a certain race, even if it's the white race, it's wrong. If it's Asians, it's wrong. If it's blacks, it's wrong. It's wrong no matter what time period and when it was done. It's wrong to forcefully leave out someone of some demographic or gender and that's what's being done right now and that's pissing me off but speaking of neutrality the last thing before we get to sports here uh santa should be gender neutral uh i posted a tweet what oh stop yeah. come on yep yep this is uh i posted a tweet jeff and it said people say that santa should be female uh should not be female should now be female or gender neutral and this was probably my come most come on no way yeah you didn't see it because you don't follow my twitter but i wrote on there quote tweeted it and wrote we need a purge right 
It oh, got. Yeah, I saw that. All right, I so that's that. what it, you probably I didn't just, read. I was what just. Was on, I didn't know it was about yeah. Santa Claus. So it got Don't fourteen. Fuck with me on Santa Claus. I will fight. I will cut. Hold your on. Throat. Listen. Fourteen thousand likes and thirty five hundred retweets, and all I wrote was, "We need a purge." Okay, so that was encouraging to me because that was like I, I don't expect anything to go that viral, right? So it's like for fourteen thousand people to like that and thirty five hundred people to retweet it. It's my pinned tweet right now at least gives me some confidence that humanity is still alive, that silent normalcy is still there for that many people to send this thing around the internet. Um, so, but, I mean, come on, now Santa's going to be gender neutral? Like, give me a break. Uh, give me a fucking no, break. Guys, everybody <laughs> has to understand. Listen to me. Nobody, think about what you're saying. What you are saying, when you guys say these fucking weird things, like, well, you think in your mind, you're like, well, everything's equality. Everybody's got to be fair. No, what you're really saying is that who, does, who is Santa Claus most in tune with? Children. So what you're saying is somehow a, a, a folk hero for children has to identify sexually. Right. What the fuck is wrong with you? That's not about that. Yeah. What the fuck is wrong with you people? You're, you're now saying, well, children should know who Santa has sex with. It's like, what are you talking about? You leave milk and cookies, you get gifts. The fuck is wrong with you people? You're not, it's not being equal. You're forcing a, a discussion that is absolutely uncalled for and unnecessary. We've lived thousands of years with this premise. We don't need that. Gender equality for Santa, go fuck Dude, yourself. Why, then, then the, my favorite thing is, and it goes back to the, to the Nike thing. If Santa should be gender neutral, then so should Mother Teresa. Like, you can't pick and choose. You can't just take all men and all white people out of every single fucking thing and just move all women and transgender into all the positions of power. Like, you're doing the opposite. You're doing what was done to you. It's, it's almost like if your one kid punches the other kid in the face, you're like, don't do that. Next time, ask politely. And then your other kid just goes whack and punches them in the face back. This eye for an eye mentality is not a good solution. You're taking the problem, changing the characters, and doing the same problem. Now, every woman is supposed to be in a position power, and every superhero, and every fucking folk hero, and Santa Claus, they're all supposed to be gay or gender. No, now you're doing the same shit. You're doing the same shit. You're just oppressing the people who were the oppressors. You know, oppressing the oppressors is not a solution to a problem. Like, there's no fucking problem, you fucking assholes. Jesus. Anyway, uh, real quick story. A lady married a 300-year-old ghost and just got divorced. Did you hear about that? <laughs> Dude, what are you doing right now in this podcast? <laughs> what are you doing? What is happening? I'm going off this the rails. This is the weirdest shit I've ever experienced. <laughs> I, I swear to you guys, I'm not lying to you. I have a massive headache that I, maybe an aneurysm, and I don't know. I haven't had a headache in years. I don't know what the fuck we're doing. Okay, right so now. let I'm me like, read it to you. An Irish. Woman, I was. Th- I was like, are we talking Cam Newton's shoulder? And yeah, you were like, talking about that transgender head. Santa's dick and Nike and Marion ghosts. Like, what I figured we'd. I figured on? we'd end the weird news on a lighter topic. So here's the story, and this is from like last week, I think. Um, an Irish woman, of course, you fucking Irish, oh, you fucking no, Irish people. people, always. Uh, an Irish woman who married the ghost of a 300-year-old pirate claims the couple has split up. 
Amanda Teague, 46, from Drogheda, Colorado, I guess, married this Haitian pirate named Jack earlier this year. The wedding to her soulmate... Did he play cornerback for the Colts? ...took place on board a boat in international waters off the Irish coast. However, the Irish Mirror reports the couple have called it off a day after less than a year. Oh, no. I'm sorry. I read that wrong. The couple have called it a day after less than a year. Sorry, reading's yeah. not my forte. So, yeah, so this lady just broke up with her 300-year-old ghost pirate husband. Welcome to 2018. Where'd you... Where, I, I, well, luckily, I have my little birdies now, so I got people tagging me in all these fucking weird how stories. Did, but how does she... Like, where do you marry a ghost? Like, where do you find uh, a ghost? Like, you just decide? I, yeah. Like, hey, there's a ghost next to me. It's 2018. God, God my eyes are burning. <laughs> I have my glasses on. I take my glasses off. I'm just rolling should my we, eyes. Uh, should we mention that millennials are now replacing engagement rings with diamonds embedded in their fingers? Oh, dear God. What? <laughs> like, what? No, you know what they should be doing is I, I'm all about, like, I see, when you've started that, I'm like, oh, good. Right. Replace engagement rings. Smart. That's a good start. Engagement rings are dumb. Like, the diamond thing, the whole thing is dumb. Like, deciding what means something is the dumbest shit one of the dumbest traditions. Marriage is the dumbest tradition ever. Ever. It really What's is. A, it, how about it, it, yeah, marriage is a bad. Real quick. What do you think is the worst tradition? All um, all Miss Universe contestants could never have had a dick or uh, having a diamond upon your ring to show that you love somebody. Oh, it's the dumbest thing ever. Like marriage in general. And me and Rob are going to go on a rant on this tomorrow on episode 42 because I spoke to him about it today. So we've done enough weird news with me and you. So I'll save this for Rob tomorrow. But we're going to talk about how stupid marriage is. And me and Rob love talking about like how dumb religion is too. So we'll go into yes. that. But um, okay. I know you like to avoid those topics on some level. But uh, Me and Ray Flowers had a, a, an hour conversation about religion this week. Okay, good. So, Not I mean, kidding. I, I'm de- well, January, I'm going to bait you into it nonstop. So get ready. He's a theology major, by the way. Oh, is he? Nice. We got to bring Ray yes. on then. So, uh, but for me, marriage was created. Like, it, watch Game of Thrones. Watch The Last Kingdom, which was great, by the way. Watch Braveheart. Marriage was created to basically join bloodlines between, you know, opposing right. armies and families, right? Like, right. it was like, hey, I am the Tommy tribe and you're the Jeff tribe and we want to align with you. So here's my daughter. Give me your son. They've never met or seen each other. They're going to fucking make a baby and now our bloodlines are joined and we are allies. That's how I marriage was created. The fact that we're still doing this dumb fucking thing fucking hundreds of years later is just mind-boggling to me that this is still a thing, that engagement rings are still a thing, that everyone's got fucking debt and you're spending $20,000 on a ring and $25,000 on a wedding. These ceremonies were built to unite the houses from hundreds of years ago. Why are we still doing them? Like, imagine those people fucking from, like, hundreds of years ago, like, got fucking, like... Fast forward and forward and saw all the fucking tools and equipment and technology and shit we have. And they're like, wait, you're still reading the Bible? Like, we wrote that when we thought the earth was flat. Like, we want that when we thought when you sneezed, a demon came out of your nose. Like, you're still fucking giving engagement rings and marrying people off to each other? And and I want to tie this in because... They'd laugh at us. For everybody that wants to say about equality and everyone talks about gender and acceptance and all that stuff... I know we, there's a long way to go, no doubt about it. But the progress that's being made on those fronts 
Think about the other traditions like Tommy just talked about there. The, these fucking archaic ideals that have no that we all do like and that we, nobody's nobody's complaining. Like, oh yeah, of course, I'll just spend three months salary on a on a piece of jewelry for somebody to wear for what what? Why? <laughs> I can't buy a house, I have to rent a car and I have to finance it and pay interest on it, but this is important because well, three thousand years ago they told me it was. <laughs> But yeah, you know, but yeah, right. But we can't. God forbid somebody is a swinging dick in Miss Universe. You're right. <laughs> oh God. Speaking of dicks, Cam Newton uh, looks like he's getting hey. shut down. We're getting back into your wheelhouse now here. Jeff. Finally. <laughs> yeah. I just I just sent a tweet. You wrote uh, five minutes five minutes into the recording of No Mercy with Tommy G, oh and I'm God. very afraid this will be the last episode ever. I just quote tweeted and said thirty minutes in, still no football. So uh, let's get to Cam Newton here. Uh, We've been calling this for a while. The cams hurt. I, I, December 3rd. Yeah. I mean, I, I called this fucking four years ago when I was tweeting Scam Newton. <laughs> before saying, he was hurt. I before said he was going to I hurt. was telling everyone his only shot at the Super Bowl was his Super Bowl against Peyton Manning. He will never get back there. He had the easiest road ever back then. I was the founder of Cam Newton's a fraud, Scam Newton, all that. I was like, he's, a, he's never going to get back there. And then what you're going to see as his career goes on, you can't keep taking hits like this. He's going to be injured the whole back end of his career. And by the year 2021, we're going to be sitting there looking at Cam Newton as a banged up fucking 1987 jalopy who can't stay on the field and he'll just you know, fade to black in the NFL and he'll just disappear. And I'm dead on. Again, the guy's hurt again with his shoulder this year. I'll let you talk about this year, but I got to pat myself on the fucking back for calling this way ahead of everyone else. Yeah, it's just, I mean, I'll, I'll talk from this year's standpoint because, like, I don't know what we have to see to believe it. I can't, I don't know why we watch these guys. There was never any doubt that he couldn't, he had no velocity on his passes. He couldn't throw the ball right. downfield. He was in pain and wincing at times. He stopped running. This happened against Tampa Bay on December 3rd. Why does it take three, you know, that game and two others before we say, oh, yeah, well, you know. Because, I mean, they should have won. They should have beat New Orleans going away. It should not have been close. Right. And they, Saints gave them that game. And Kenton simply, he, all he can do is dump the ball off. So one thing also to remember, and Christian McCaffrey, for everybody who wants to like go crazy, I would chill out going into 2018 because they've had to do nothing but use Christian McCaffrey for a month, and that has padded his numbers incredibly. To think that you're going to get that same thing if and when Newton or – I don't care who's the quarterback, any healthy quarterback that can actually throw the ball, or God forbid it's Cam Newton and he also runs – you're not going to get that same level of that volume. It's just not going to happen. So I worry about people going after McCaffrey as the number one possible pick next year when you got Zeke and Gurley and these fucking monsters ahead of them. Well, I mean, you so, saw you saw it happen with McCaffrey. I mean, you've seen over the last three or four weeks is when he's become, you know, yeah. the absolute must play of all must plays. I mean, hundred percent snapshot. That doesn't, yeah. you guys, that doesn't happen. Stop. I, I understand. You know, you want to argue, who told you? Yes, you were all right about his increased workload, no doubt. But no, there's not a human being ever. It, it's, there's not like, there's no fictional running back that gets 100% of snaps. It never happens. It's impossible. It, in the Until history now. of the world, it hasn't happened. So now you're saying you expect this in the history of the world? Christian McCaffrey's that guy? Get the fuck out of here with that. Let, let me put it this way. You know, he had that big week, week two, right? But from week three on, when Cam was healthy, 
His receptions were two, five, seven, six, four, five, five, six. All of a sudden, for the last four weeks where Cam Newton's been dealing with his shoulder, his receptions have been 11, 9, 6, and 8. Right? So, I mean, you saw this direct correlation. You saw it go from McCaffrey, who was like a 14-carry, 5-catch guy, to he's now a 15-carry, 9-catch guy. and become Now, what happens with Hinky in here? Like, do we see, is McCaffrey, are they going to start easing off the gas on him, which you'd imagine? Like, if you're shutting down the season, why are you going to fucking keep running a guy who's already been overworked all year? What do we think about McCaffrey and DFS? What do we think about him this week going forward? Is Hinky going to get him the ball as much as, uh, well, as Cam did? Like, where are we at with him? Because I'm a little torn reco- on this. We're recording this on Wednesday, and the news literally just came out moments ago. So... With that in mind, this a week, I don't expect anything to change game plan wise or anything. You you throw to the running backs against Atlanta. You mentioned that week two amazing effort, fifteen right. ca- or fourteen catches, one hundred two yards. That was against Atlanta. Right. It'll still be heavy, McCaffrey. Right. No reason to back off McCaffrey this week, even if it's less snaps and a little less. He's not going to check down as much. Nobody in the world will check down that much, right. other than an injured Cam Newton. So this week you're safe. Next week, if you were to play, that nobody really gives a shit about. But next week, you're playing DFS. That's where I start to worry. I don't know what to think about Hanky. I don't know if what kind of relationship he has with DJ Moore or Curtis right. Samuel. I, you know, and so I'm I will skeptical. tell you that I would. I think it's a bump up guys. to DJ Moore. Nothing can hurt him more well, than the last few weeks. I mean, he's basically right, been a non-factor. But do you really? I mean, I, 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 my rule of thumb is this: I never, and unless I have historical evidence. I don't invest in receivers with new quarterbacks because the oh no I'm talking more seasonal changes. seasonal on this front McCaffrey was yeah DFS. but I wouldn't I wouldn't do it oh I, so if you're in a no. seasonal game let me give you a question here mm-hmm. if you're in a yes. seasonal game and you have DJ Moore on your team and your yeah, other your option website. is anybody really almost Anthony Miller Antonio <sighs> Callaway Callaway for sure not even close Amendola. Uh, or- Still, stills you'll play over him. I'm not doing Amador. This is too tough of a match. But, I mean, that's where you're kind of putting him, right? You're putting him in that kind of, yeah, like, questionable yeah, like, yeah, He's in that Miller. conversation. Taylor Gabriel you'll sure. play over him, right? Yeah, I really would do Gabriel, even yeah. though. So, I mean, you know, see, I, I would be willing to take it. What about Ian Thomas? You put him in that same bucket with DJ Moore? Do you think he's a little safer than DJ Moore? A little him? safer be- because there aren't. As many options of tight end. Right. Tight end is such a wasteland. Tommy, in DFS last week, I missed on every tight end. Every tight end in my write-up missed. And there wasn't like, well, I, no, none. <laughs> none. Zero. And, and, and guess what? Cashed 100% of the lineups, by the way. I just wanted to say. But, I mean, it, it, tight end has become such a fucking nightmare. that And Ian Thomas is a godsend. And... You know, he'll be the eighth highest scoring tight end, but he's the guy you could start and use. DJ Moore could be five for 114 and two, or he could be four targets for one catch and 13 yards. Yep. Like, I don't know what to make of Yeah, him. I'm That's in the same boat. I don't want to do that in my championship round. Uh, I'm in the same boat as you. I trust Ian Thomas a little bit more due to what I'm paying for him in DFS and what the other options are in seasonal. Um, so, so, yeah, and plus young quarterbacks who are, you know, Early in their career, as far as you know, how many starts they've made, how many attempts they've thrown, more likely to lean on the tight end a little bit more than that deep threat hitting those deep routes. Probably going to be a little skittish in the pocket and look to check down and look to hit things over the middle rather than waiting for you know DJ Moore's out and ups to fucking develop. But <clears throat> excuse me, I got something in my throat. 
But I do. I yeah, dick in my throat. But uh, I I do think it's half a dick. I think I prefer DJ Moore this week with Henneke than I do with Cam. If Cam was in, I would bench him absolutely everywhere. I wouldn't put him on a single DFS lineup. In this situation now, that's also a lot of your anti Cam talking. No, it's because Cam can't reach him. So it's like, right? At least but there's a chance. we don't know that Hanky can. Well, I mean, listen. At least there's a, a flash of upside now. Like, he was basically dead with Cam in there this week. Cam's shoulders just getting yes. worse week after week. He was literally okay. a guaranteed two for 30 with Cam. I could, I could get behind So now at least he's got a potential no for a five for 100. Yeah. So I will, I, I I will put it that way. Um, okay. Gurley. Gurley's been playing hurt. You mentioned that the Ooh. Spanish announcers said it a few weeks ago, yeah. and the American broadcast didn't. So uh, talk to me about what Gurley's situation here is. If Gurley plays, if he's going to see his normal volume. I mean, listen, we saw, we saw what happened the other night. He did have 10 catches for 76 yards against Philly. This is this fantasy Super Bowl for most people. And uh, Todd Gurley got you here. So what do you foresee it's, happening with Gurley? I know it's early in the week. A lot of late points for Gurley last week. I don't trust it at all. Thing with the Rams, I want the Rams running back against Arizona. No question about it. If it's Gurley, you start him. You, you don't even think about it. I'm, I would almost be happier if he just sat out. Give me John Kelly. Mm-hmm. Uh, very effective rookie. Strong inside runner. Um, John Kelly that uh, behind this offensive line that will dom- will dominate the Arizona Cardinals. A team that, by the way, is over. They they are firing yeah. their general manager. They're firing their first year head coach. The organization is being wiped out. Maybe as soon as uh, Monday afternoon. So I, I'll start anybody here. Gurley looked atrocious at the end of that game. He could barely walk off the field. Um, I, I gotta believe they're gonna sit him. They they what's best for I the I think Rams, they're gonna play him. Uh, it, it, I would have a hard time with that. I think I um, I don't think they should. Right. I think this is they one should. of those situations where you suit them up, you start the game, you see how you should be able to beat Arizona without Todd Gurley, right? Like, you could do it one of two ways. I think what McVay might do is he might start him up and play him, and then once they get a lead, you know, take his foot off the gas. I right. start the game without him. I am ready, and if the Cardinals go up 10-3, 10-0, then I go, Gurley, got to get in there and fucking get us this W. Because keep in mind, they are playing for home field advantage. They are 11-3. and They did just drop a big game last week. Where, Huge. You know, like, Huge. They're, they're in trouble right now. In yeah. the standings. Bears are on their ass. Bears, Bears are on their ass. They right. beat exactly. The Saints are ahead of them. The Bears are on their ass. And that is the bye. You know, you want to get girly healthy, you need that bye. So that's how I would do it, Jeff. I wouldn't let it get too out of hand. But the second we fell down at all, I would work girly in. But I would just hope would we Would you also get... save your timeouts for the end of the game? No, McVay would doesn't like to do that. Would you also talk to your quarterback all the way up until 15 God. seconds on I the mean, play clock every single bound? Pat on my back. There's a lot of pat things that back. you should do that McVay, I don't think, will do. Things Tommy G invented. That was fucking <laughs> – that was a ballsy, scary call for me to call out McVay publicly to the whole fucking Sharp universe, and now everyone's coming around. Dude, the, the bet of the century is that the next close game, Sean McVay will only have one timeout left with four minutes left in the game. Max. It's the bet of the century. Um, Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers. So we got both the Aarons right now. We got Aaron Jones out, and it looks like Rodgers is going to play. Yeah, he's so gonna he's play. trying to, like, build his brand back. Like, I'm not quitting. We're not. He's uh, auditioning yeah, for another, exactly. another coach. So, he has to do it. So uh, 
what does this do to the running game here? What does this do to Williams? Williams is probably going to be one of the most popular plays in all of DFS, I'd assume. Is there any viability to fading him? Is there any way that he doesn't see 90% of the touches? Do we see some Capri? You know, what happens here? I could piss off the listeners so much right now because what I would do is ask you the question, but I'm going to just fight through it, and I'm going to tell you one of my secret tips for late-season DFS. I'm just going to give it to you guys, is that I am – I am borderline refusal to invest in players on teams that are given up, Mm -hmm. that don't have anything. When I'm in week 16 and 17, I am almost exclusively going to invest in teams fighting for something. Right, guys like that, right. I don't care. Yeah, if it's it's a a bonus in the contract, great. If it coach to stay there, Mm -hmm. playoff Playoff positioning, I I need – players in those situations jamal williams is in a great spot and a tremendous spot and i don't blame people for owning him but the packers versus jets yeah there's two teams down for him fuck it doesn't matter what the hell happens really Bowles is going to be gone and fucking the, the packers need a new coach anyway and whatever happens happens i i don't like this is a game i wouldn't touch this game to save my fucking life it's just so Two that's a big did. that's a big statement yeah. there because Jamal Williams probably will be the yeah, highest known running highest. back. Yes, exactly. What and do I'm, you I'm foresee? Fine, because what, I don't know. Because I mean, who do we really know what this is going to? I mean, we we saw Aaron Jones was clearly the best back all year. There was not even a question right. about it, right? right? They signed Capri Bibbs the minute he freaking you know went when uh became available, like. Do we know that they won't just say, ah, fuck it, why bother with Williams? We'll just have Capri Bibbs run a bunch of – like, I don't know what to make of the mm-hmm. whole thing. So, to me, it's it's an easy fade. Now, listen, if there was very few other alternatives, I, I might be a little different, but right. we may have John Kelly. The other got- nice thing is, too, Jeff, I guess, that they did price him at 5400 on DraftKings. He's over ten k. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have the fantasy draft final this weekend, so I'll be – you know, I'm looking at him over there at ten thousand one hundred. Why do you bother? You know, well, Jeff I'm fucking, that's what I said. I'm like, you, Jeff's, just, Jeff's Jeff just going to win, fun. right? So at least they have him as the same price as Marlon Mack and Chris Carson, right? So he's priced up, which is good. So it's not at free square thirty five hundred. So I think it's a tougher decision at fifty four hundred, and I think I probably, I don't know. I think I'll probably just get equal exposure. I'll play two or three lineups. And, yeah, I don't think I'm going to full fade it. I, I, I want to. I want to. I may still. You of all the guys, like listen. I know I'm a pussy. I, as I'm your just life a, coach, I'm just a pussy I, now. You're not a pussy. You're just you, you. Stay away from anything involving the Jets. With them, for them, I don't want you anybody. If you, <laughs> if you, you were talking about your fucking uh, your uh, betting thing, uh-huh. and there I'm like, can you imagine your betting thing? If I never touched <laughs> the Jets, without the Jets involved, <laughs> if the Jets weren't involved, you're like 74. <laughs> percent With the Jets, you're like 58. Everyone it's knows like, that oh, Jets, fuck. Yankees. I, I admit I have those biases. Yeah, that's that's your spot. It's it's but it's it, it wavers with the Jets because half the times I just love going against them, and half the times I go with them. Right. But uh, I'm always involved in them somehow. I don't know how. And I don't give a fuck about the team. That's what's so weird. I don't care if they don't win another game. I just fucking. When I said that, true story, when I just said, like, I'm staying away, because I said it on SiriusXM earlier today, so it's not, I was not saying this for you. And immediately when I realized it was the Jets and I was talking to Tommy G, I'm like, oh, shit, Tommy's going to get all fucking blustered. I'm like, God, God, what a mess. What about James Conner here? What's going on in this situation, you think? I I know it's still early, but they don't, uh, the the, the non subscribers don't get to hear us again this week. Yeah, it looks like he's going to play. But what do we do? Let's assume he plays. Yeah. 
it's a tough matchup. I, I mean, you use them in your seasonal leagues. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I have Connors and Samuels in two different championship games this weekend. So um, I'll have to start James Conner, and I will use it. And I'll just hope to God he's healthy and, and whatever. Because we know whoever runs the ball for Pittsburgh is going to put up numbers. Mm-hmm. And that's just I'm the worried way it it's is. a timeshare. No, he's. I think no. I'm telling you, he's not. But dude, he's. I'm telling you though, everybody does this. Why stop? It's never a timeshare. It's always people said this, and I could go back. I know, D'Angelo Williams. I could play recording in week one that says it was going to be a timeshare between. But you're looking at a different story here because James Connors dropped a lot of balls, and Samuel's obviously is a fantastic back out of the backfield. He's not even practicing on Wednesday. Like, he may not be – like, if he plays, it's going to be one of those, like, game-time decisions, I think. I don't think he's – it's not like he's getting in limited practices right now. I don't think he's healthy. Well, then I think – then I don't think he plays. If he's not healthy to give him 30 touches, I don't like think – Like, his response, Jeff, was it's – I'm trying. It's day-to-day today. I'm trying. I'm trying. What's he, a millennial? And then he said, these high I'm ankle sprains are deceiving. I can walk around fine, not limping, when I'm out there on the field cutting and stuff – it's not ready yet. That was today. So if he plays, we, it's not even an assumption that at best he's 50%, 60%. So in that situation, I think it does change things. I don't think they play him. I don't think – It's a must-win game. They don't put people in that situation. Yeah, but they wouldn't do it just to do it. They, they're not going to – that's the thing. They're off. You don't know that. I do know that. You don't know that. Oh, you know that. You don't know that. I know all that. Believe me, I know because I pay attention. I write on the draft guide. I think he plays. I do. Maybe, but he only plays if he can give them what they need. I think you. If they don't, they they simply move on. That's the way the Steelers have done it. I think you're full of shit. You know, Julio Jones. (laughs) Why bother playing? Like honestly, Julio. Like we've been through this fucking drill with you before. Because he needs three touchdowns in the final four. We are uh, to hit your prediction. <laughs> four, yeah, yeah. But like, come on, dude. Like you're out of it. Four in two weeks. Damn it. You're out of it. The guy's already not practicing. We're going through the same thing. It's like fucking clockwork. It just took longer Play. this year for it to happen. Plus, he has to get daddy championships. Like, just fucking, dude. Just sit the fuck out, Julio. No. Just Play sit. and play well, you <laughs> son of a bitch. By the way, you know something right up your alley about narratives is I am just so interested in this Drew Brees for MVP bullshit. Like if, if you want to talk about a guy who does not deserve the MVP, look at the Matt Ryan numbers versus Drew Brees. Like Matt Ryan has 800 more passing yards than Drew Brees this year. Mm-hmm. And the same amount of touchdowns. He's like got 4% less completion percentage. And people are like, Drew Brees, for MVP. no fucking way. It's not even close. And I'm not saying Matt Ryan deserves it. It should be Pat Mahomes going away. But don't get that whole scene is people annoying the fuck out of me. Drew Brees. Fucking white was the people MVP of the first Drew eight Brees. weeks. That's what it is. That dude is has been a fucking shell. White people. The final fucking <laughs> last few weeks. Dude, in my game. opinion, dude, the MVP of this league is so obvious. Yes. And like, no one's saying it. That it is one hundred percent Philip Rivers. Yeah, Philip Rivers is oh. the MVP of the NFL, and I don't think it's close. You're all we've watched for the last four weeks since times have gotten tough, 
Yeah, you could put up video game numbers when there's no fucking Mark Ingram because he's suspended and you're throwing every play. Yes, Kansas City Chiefs and Mahomes is a fucking star. I think you have to earn it a little bit more when you're that young. But, I mean, come on. You're playing a fucking bunch of garbage teams, putting up video game numbers early in the year. What have you done for me lately, right? That's the big MVP decision. Phillip Rivers just went out there and beat Patrick Mahomes. Just took that game from Patrick Mahomes. Just stole it from him. Literally went out there and said, give me this game. Give me this trophy. Went out there, beat the Steelers by himself. Had a nice win against the Bengals. Pummeled the fucking Cardinals. Like the last four weeks, the only team that's gone out and handled their fucking business for the last four weeks is the Chargers. Without Melvin Gordon. And then they miss Eckler. And they never had that amazing of a defense or that stellar of a wide receiving core. Like, Phillip Rivers is just walking in going, mine, give me that. Mine, give me that. Now, all of a sudden, the fucking Chargers are 11-3. and We're watching the fucking Kansas City Chiefs almost lose to the Raiders. Almost lose basically every game they've played. They should have lost to the Ravens. They almost lost to the, Raver, uh, the Raiders. They did lose to the Rams. They just lost to the Chargers. Mahomes is out. Out. Really? He lit- in my- he's going to win it. But he's out. The last four games, Mahomes has lost them all four of those games. He got lucky in the Ravens game. Look at, he look got at lucky in the Raiders boy game. Boy over here. Look at you fair weather. I, listen, I flip back and forth. It's what have you done for me? It's the MVP <laughs> vote. Drew Brees hasn't done shit in a month. Hasn't yes. done fucking anything. Uh, you know Todd Gurley's falling off As long off as it's not Drew Brees, I could. It's I don't fucking fuck Phillip Rivers. Yeah. And it's yeah. not close. He's got the same record as Mahomes now. I don't mind Phil Rivers. He's got I, the same record as Mahomes, Mahomes now. But I don't mind Rivers. I, I think you make a great case. I, yeah. I'm not going to argue He's doing with it by himself. He doesn't have Kelsey and, and Tyreek Hill and Kareem Hunt most of the year and all that. Like, he doesn't have all this. He's got fucking nothing. He's fucking... got Austin Eckler and Tyrell Williams. What are you yeah, doing? It's, it's like he's doing this with nothing. Keenan Allen's hurt. Fucking Melvin Gordon's been out for a couple weeks. He just lost Eckler after it don't matter. Phillip Rivers. Flip Rivers is just going to go win, and he's actually probably going to finish off with a better record than Mahomes because the Chiefs are losing to Seattle this week. Oh, there it is. Really? Yep. Dude, it's not a yep. bad bet. That is a tough place to play, especially for a young quarterback. They're going to whoop that ass. Man, see, I, I am. this is the thing. Like on Some Mercy, my, my own personal podcast, <laughs> I said there's a chance – I don't. I said it's not a given, and then no mercy. Tommy just boom, yep. fucking happening. Yeah, I, I like it. I, I'm telling you, you get when when I noticed. Right I think the they bat, might get thumped. Seattle getting points at home. You give it to me every all time. day. I I have done that forever. in December. I will always do that. all day, all day. Yes. I think there's a chance Seattle wins this game by ten. Wow. See, I was gonna put that dick to the Chiefs this week. And then when that happened, get your Philip Rivers plus 700 bets in right now, motherfuckers. Get it in right now. Because this week, if the fucking Seattle Seahawks put that dick to the Chiefs, Philip Rivers just jumped ahead of Mahomes, and now it's him versus Breeze, and that's an uh, up for debate. Is when Philip Rivers goes and beats the Ravens this week on national TV, and then fucking Mahomes goes and fucking gets his dick punched in, Philip Rivers is going to hit that MVP. He's going to win it. We're going to cash the plus 700 ticket, boys. Uh, by the way, um, do you know? Do you think the Chargers could go to the Super yes. Bowl? Yes. 
I think the Chargers right now are the best team in football. Right now. That could change. This changes week by week, right? But right now, they have done the most over the last three weeks to show me that I have the most confidence in them not giving games away or not shitting the bet. If New Orleans is playing at home straight through, then yes, I'm going to take New Orleans at home. But if you put a neutral site game, I'll take uh, – dude, you put the Chargers healthy with Melvin Gordon and Keenan Allen and Phillip Rivers, I might take the Chargers over anybody right now on a neutral site from what I've seen from all these teams. And I absolutely love this because uh, at the beginning of the season, the two teams that I had winning the Super Bowl, Tommy, do you know who it is? Or going to the Super Bowl? Well, so, uh, probably the Chargers and the Saints. Chargers and Rams. So all LA, Looking I did that, that whole thing. Looking good. And then, yeah, and, and that would be pretty nice. And I do have future bet. I think it's like, I want to say it's like over plus 1,000 for the Chargers. So yeah, I mean, this is, uh, I this, I'm telling you, man, this Chargers team is sneaking up on a lot of people. They're getting hot at the right time for all these awards and winning the Super Bowl. So uh, keep your eye on them. Uh, I had a little note here. I got a little rant there. OBJ quit like we assumed he would. Um, oh, I don't even think he's fucking fun. hurt. I think he's just fucking – we said once they fell out of contention, you won't see OBJ the rest of the year. We said this before the season. And all of a sudden, the last two weeks, he hasn't played and he's not practicing this week. I don't even think he's hurt. But Nick Fol- On the live stream on Guru Elite, I told you the story about Beckham trying to – supposed to come on my serious show. Oh, yeah, and, and he failed. Uh, and, and the thing is, and I was I, – I game theoried him because I fucking knew he was trying to get his buddy on the show. They used his name to leverage. I didn't promote it. Or say a fucking word all week because I didn't believe this motherfucker. I didn't believe any of it. And what happens half hour before the show, he's like, oh, dude, uh, you know, Beck- o- Odell Beckham can't make it. But uh, his buddy promoting whatever can. I go, no, no, thanks. No, I'm good. No, I'm nah, good. I'm, good. <laughs> We're good. I'm all right there. Fucking bullshit artist. Try to play me. No way. Try to play me. No way. Try to play me. How about Big Dick Nick? I made a comment on Twitter machine when everyone's like, oh, no, 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 you were you were the one who basically called that Wentz fucking sucks, right? Thank like whether it's because you you were the first to say it. I will give you that. Um, I actually argued with it for the first. I was like, no, no, I don't think so. And then I went and watched it closer and I jumped right on your bandwagon the next week. But, you know, you were saying it and I was like, I had the whole argument on Twitter last week with someone, right? Where I was like, this is bullshit. This fucking injury. They're sitting him because he sucks. Like, whether he sucks because of the injury, possible. But he sucks right now. That's why they're sitting him. He's not hurt. He's not more hurt this Monday than he was last Monday, right? Like, that was my comment. And then everyone's like, yeah, but you got to pay Nick Foles half a million dollars per start and half a million per win. And I was like, well, if he gets him to the fucking playoffs, then it's worth every motherfucking penny from all the revenue that they're going to generate by getting into the playoffs. And every fucking knucklehead, shit, dick, motherfucking pussy on Twitter is just sitting there, yeah, like, they're going to beat the Rams. They're dead this week. You're de- oh, well, what happened now? What happened now? Yeah. Now, all of a sudden, we're looking at the fucking Philadelphia Eagles, who benched Carson Wentz. He did not get hurt. Mm-hmm. They benched Carson Wentz for Big Dick Nick, who did not play fantastic, but did enough to get them a win over a spiraling team right now with a terrible coach right now. Now, all of a sudden, the Eagles are in the fucking playoff hunt. They're right fucking there. Yes. And this yeah, is going to look like the best the, $2 million, $3 million they've ever spent if they sneak in the back door. Uh, and I'm so happy. I can't. I was thinking to myself just now, I'm like, did I, I can't remember where we had this conversation, whether it was No Mercy, we talk on too many whether it was platforms. on the phone, yeah. whether it was in live stream. I, I'm like, where the fuck did we talk about that? But I remember this conversation, and it was the day, the day they announced that they're shutting down Carson Wentz was the day after or like 12 hours after the NFL had declared the salary cap went up mm-hmm. like $12 yep. million. And I'm like, well, yeah, 
They could pay. Like, right. What the fuck do they care? Like they that they're like, okay, cool. We got that extra money. Right, sit down, Carson. No, no big deal. So yeah, I mean, and I know Eagles fans hate to hear it, but the fact of the matter is, Nick Foles won a Super Bowl. Carson Wentz did not, and there's nothing that can ever be done about it. And I told you guys this last year going in. I said, be careful what you wish for. Because if this motherfucker wins the Super Bowl, you're going to have a problem. Uh-huh. And it, it, I couldn't believe how well it's gone all year, especially with the tanking of Wentz. I can't believe how accepting and everybody was good and Foles. What a gentleman. Like, just right. Yeah, no, there's been, been no thing. drama, right? Like, but there's no doubt he gives them a better chance of winning. There's not even a question. It's not even, well, maybe. No, there's no maybes. It's a guaranteed fucking tee. So. I Dude, don't if, know what to say about I mean, that. if they I mean, go nine and seven with the way imagine if they make a run, what if they do it? I was just going to say this. Them? You're talking about, you know, the Super Bowl champions all of a sudden. Like, yes. you know, you want to go get a little fun prop bet in. That might not be the fucking worst thing. I wouldn't have done it before last week. I didn't even have the balls to do that. But they just beat the Rams. They're at home against the Texans. The Jets beat the Texans last week. They gave them the game, so the Texans got the W. The Jets won that game. But, I mean, you're sitting here looking at the Eagles plus 2,800. Like, really, if they get in, you could pretty much hedge your way out of that. You don't even need to win win a game. You could just bet on the other team, like, every every round through and be sitting on a nice ticket there. So... So uh, I don't hate that either. Um, but uh, what do you think this does to the rest of the Eagles? Like Alshon seems to be a love child for Foles here. Uh, Ertz seemed to be forgotten about. Is that an aberration? Was that just one game? Or is Alshon a guy that we're high on this er- week? And uh, Ertz and, moves down. And Ertz gets not, dropped. But not to the level. It's not that Yeah, bad. it's not he's one still, catch down. Right. He's still the second best. But is Alshon like now and, wide receiver one level with, with Big Dick Nick in there? Give uh, I mean they play Houston, so not quite wide receiver one. I think I had him at like fourteen or fifteen overall this week. I mean he's right there. Right. I have him sixteenth overall this week, and I think that's that's about right. He gets a huge. It's a, if Carson Wentz was the quarterback, he'd be in the thirties. Yeah. So it's a significant jump up in value for Alshon Jeffrey. Not the best of matchups, but you know definitely a winnable situation. I, I, I Ertz is going to have a big game. Just trust yeah. me on that. Like it's going to happen, but. Alshon Jeffrey is a lot more value. I mean, and people can't, they can't just look at this as, oh, you're reacting to just last week. It's like, no, Alshon Jeffrey, I think, had four touchdowns in the postseason last year, right? Like every game he was like basically four for 75, four for 80. Like he was, he was connecting with them on, you know, 25, 35, 40 yard passes. It seemed like once every game and he looked for him a ton in the red zone. So yeah, this isn't just based on last week. This is based on the end of last year, too, when we saw them together. So, uh, And don't forget, end of last year, Alshon was not healthy. He had the no, shoulder injury. No, he's so. definitely – I mean, he's a little questionable for this week, but he's definitely going to play. Um, why would they play Breida this week, San Fran? Oh, because he has a – I mean, come on with this guy. Just hurt. set this guy out the rest of the year. Like, right? Uh, I don't just know. send him the fuck down. Like, what are you doing? He's a young back. He's hurt every fucking week. He leaves the field tweaked. You got Wilson behind. Just fucking sit him down. Right? Who, who knows? Believe me, I would love for them to do that. Yeah. But they won't. The Breida will play. Yeah, Never he'll play. Do you have a couple? He'll play and then he'll get hurt. I know. I mean, and that's, and fa- round and round we go. Dude, you got all like- the Mad Labs in the, fan, in the fantasy championship. I'm in, I'm in one of my other leagues. <laughs> and it's like you got to make this decision. Like you got Breida and you got Wilson. You got Connor and you got Samuels. It's like, ugh, this is a fucking g- g- girly. Like this is a really ugly fantasy finals this year for a lot of those guys that uh, – those big backs who took you there. 
So uh, let's do this real quick. Just give me a couple of your favorite. You got any DFS plays that you really like? I mean, we just covered a lot of DFS there uh, by going over this. But at the quarterback position this week, it looks like you're going to see a lot of Andrew Luck out there. Um, Big Dick Nick at 4,700 against the Texans. 4,700 is an interesting price. Seems like only DraftKings didn't know that he was going to be the starter this week. Yeah, of course. Um, I don't mind Foles. I like Baker at home against Cincinnati. Listen, I love what the Browns are doing. I won both my bets on them, the future bets before the season, so I'm happy and all that. But they're not making the playoffs stop. Like they're, they're, they have almost a zero percent chance, and I get the hype. But let's just be cool. And but let's I still think cool. they <laughs> they'll win the game. It's cool. like they're, they're six cool. seven and just one. Chill. Come on, stop. Let's chill. Stop. It's good year. Stop. But it. Baker's There's gonna, five teams ahead of them. Baker's going to play stop. his dick off, like you know. He's and it would be great, and it's going to be right, great. So I, I think that's sort he's of going to try. Place to, I love Baker seventy seven hundred on Fanduel. I, I absolutely love that. Um, talked about other guys that at the running back spot. I'm going to mm-hmm. stay away from the bad shot. I love Chubb. I love Joe Mixon at the higher end. Those guys who are going to carry the rock. Kevin Coleman. What about him? I said two weeks ago, I was uh-huh. very impressed. Yep. I was surprised how at how worked. well he ran. And it's as if his agent got in his head. And now with no Edo Smith, they are going to use Brian Hill. So don't think that you're just going to get a free and easy Tevin Coleman for 100%. They're just never going to do it. But at 6,400 on FanDuel, at least, uh, I, I, I like it. How about 4,800 on DraftKings? It's even better. 16 for 107 with four catches last time he played Carolina. That was with other members of the backfield there. So, you know, more, right. much clearer path to 20 touches this week than he has in weeks before. So I think Tevin Coleman is going to be a popular back. Wouldn't be surprised if he even gets up there and flirts with Jamal Williams or higher as far as ownership. Obviously, we know about Zeke, Barkley, uh, McCaffrey, um, Dalvin Cook. I'm not as high on this week. I know you won't be either. We haven't been attacking that. Detroit run D. No, I missed it last week, and I'm I'm not going to go against Detroit's run defense yeah. either. I mean, wide receivers, I haven't gotten that deep into my wide receiver research yet. Um, Robbie Anderson's obviously a Tommy G guy, but Juju for, <laughs> Juju on a bounce back, do you like him against New Orleans in a game that should be high scoring? Oh, yeah, inside against P.J. Williams. It's definitely the matchup to go to for the Steelers. Uh, I like it more than Antonio Brown. Um, so... Yeah, uh, that that game. Do you notice like that game was fifty seven? Now it's already down to fifty three. Mm-hmm. Yep. Like holy shit. Yep. That that one went down quick. Whereas the other New Orleans and Pittsburgh games have been going up. It's kind of interesting. What know, pisses me off is that I've been Team Robbie Anderson for the last three oh. weeks, telling you guys I can't wait till I get a good spot to play him. Went all in, made a shit ton of money on the props on him this week on Saturday. Had every Robbie Anderson pro, uh, prop to score a touchdown, over yards, over receptions. Cast in on that, but he wasn't on the main slate in the FanDuel final. I hit Mike Williams on Thursday, which was Thursday. one of the most insane calls ever, right? Like, granted, it was aided a little bit by Keenan Allen going out, but the dude had like fucking 39 fantasy points. So my two guys this week weren't on the FanDuel live final, and I would have had him at like 1%, 2% owned. Now the whole fucking world's on him, so I'm not able to capitalize on him. In Do the you final. want me to tell you who your guy this week is? Yes, please. I'm going to tell you as your life coach okay. and partner. Your guy this week, in that exact same spirit, is Michael Gallup. Okay, he just flopped last week. I actually played him. Just flopped majorly, but he had nine targets. Killed the air. Now he gets Tampa at home. Do I know you or do I know you? Yeah. That's fucking, that's Tommy G. Last year he did not, last week he did nothing. He had zero targets, zero catches. The week before he had nine. No, the week before he had nine. So it is that bounce back, coming back home. 
It, uh, yeah, I do like that, dude. It's going to take some balls. Because the previous three weeks were at home with yep. nine, seven, and yep. six targets. And I'm the one who said you cannot touch Dallas on the road. I said fade Zeke. Uh, not fade Zeke. Fade Dak. Fade Amari. Fade everyone of these guys on the road. Like you, Dallas fade is fucking atrocious on the road. Like, go dig into their splits. I told you this before last week. I had the Colts as a bet. I'm not saying this in retrospect. I told you guys, Dallas cannot play on the road. They can't. So I think that'll keep everyone off, a lot of the Dallas players this week. So I don't hate that at all. Um, don't hate Dak either in that spot. Um, any tight ends jumping out at you that you think uh, must plays this Mwah. week? Fucking Ertz against Houston is the best, but uh, it, it's a tough week, man. Ian Thomas, but the new quarterback worries me. I have, like, David Njoku-itis. He's in a terrific spot. The price is okay, but god damn. Like, how much abuse can How many times can he bring? fuck us? It's just too much. It's like, <laughs> uh, you know, it's, he's the boyfriend I wish would call sometimes, you know. <laughs> Are you coming over? Are we going to hang out? No? Okay. And then at 1230, he's like, yeah, what's up? Yeah, what up? Like, well, three in the morning. What up? Yeah, yeah. You know, I was just not doing anything. What? Yeah. Uh, so that those are the guys that I'm sort of looking at and trying to figure out. Uh, I think <laughs> it's, a, a, bad it's a safe week to just clean punt the cheapest tight end you think is going to see 70% of snaps. I'm going to be digging I've into been, this. See, I've been doing that, and it hasn't yeah. worked out. Like, I'm, I have no oh, problem. No, I Jared Cook I'm even looking at Jarwin. <laughs> like, I don't I even care. Like, I don't care. I'm th- Listen, this is the last What week. is he in DraftKings? Like, 200? He's like 2,900 or some shit over there. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, th- th- like, this is the week where I'm like, fuck it. Go beat me at tight end. Good luck. If you go be- right. if you go get a tight end that scores 25 this week, and I have Earth's a three-bomber in my lineup, good luck. Because I think Ertz is downgraded with Foles, as yeah. we said. So, I'm not really he afraid is, of him. Ebron, Houston is. Ebron, so- I like a lot, obviously, in this spot. But I could also see Indianapolis mm-hmm. running away from, with this game a little bit and just ground and pounding the whole second half. But uh, Gronk, I'm not worried about. He's Oma, fucking guys like this. Kittle, you know, against Chicago, it's really good defense. Like, you know, not worried about tight end. So I might just clean punt and stack the rest. So uh, interesting. All right, let's get some Twitter questions here, Jeff. We did enough DFS. Yeah, fun stuff. All right, let's go have some fun. All right, we got about 10, 15 minutes left here, which in our time means about 45. So 45 minutes. Yeah, yeah. so let me go through this here. Uh, Grant about gender-specific Santa Claus. Already did that. Uh, <laughs> Quick, quick. Uh, that was somebody asked that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, quick fuck, marry, kill from Cousin Bob, Sideshow Bob, who works for our company and you didn't know. Um, home Alone, Christmas Vacation, or Bad Santa? Um, I have watched all of these already. Yes, so is the whole world. I lo- No, I mean. Are you like bragging? I, about, uh, I was going to say, are you bragging about seeing these three movies? <laughs> <laughs> no, um, I'm married to Christmas Vacation. Mm-hmm. It's fantastic. I love it. Um, God, Home Alone does bother me. I, I like Bad Santa. I can't watch my kids anyway. Yeah. So it. No, nah, I'm gonna f Bad Santa because at least I watch it by myself. It's funny right. as hell. So I'll f that and I'll kill Home Alone. I'm in the same boat. Um, it's follow up question from Sideshow Bob. Oh. Discuss if Die Hard is a Christmas movie. This seems to be controversial this time of year every year. I thought it was. Bruce Willis has declared it not. It's not. So It's just a movie that happened at Christmas. Right. Right. And it's not about like, – Christmas is not the part of it. Right. That's the thing. I've like, never hey, thought of it as a Christmas movie. When people said it, I no, said just because a movie happened and Christmas was going on doesn't make it a Christmas movie. Like, exactly. wasn't Ghostbusters happening during New Year's or Christmas? Uh, yes. Christmas, it did, right? I know the New Year's scene was the yeah, final I thing. Yeah, I think but... it was happening during Christmas. 
Back to the Future? Yeah. Didn't that happen? That had a lot of Christmas in it. Back to the Future 2 did. Yeah, these aren't Christmas movies, so no, I, I agree with you. Um, fuck, Mary kill. X-ray vision, mind reading, or superhuman strength? Wow. That's from um, Power Surge. Uh, wow. He, boy. Look at him getting smart. What was the third strength? X-ray, X-ray vision, vision mind reading, or superhuman strength? Okay, so I'm marrying mind reading. That's the best. That's Damn. fantastic. I hate that you get to man reading is so great. You like man I can reading? Pretty much do this you like, anyway. You like man reading? I like man reading. I like. Uh, I like. I'll read whatever. My age, I'll do whatever. What about tran reading? Tran. I'll yes. <laughs> and it looks like that. That would you uh, use your X-ray vision on the tranny Miss Universe? Yes, and everybody like why I would see <laughs> everybody. everybody like. I love how people like I'll pretend like you. Okay, you're, you're not gonna look at dicks. Like, listen, I, I'm as straight as it goes, but I, you don't think I'm gonna look at dicks when I'm actually vision? Why else would I have it? It's the whole point of it. Like, real, you guys can all go pretend. Go fuck yourselves. Uh, just you out of curiosity, if nothing else, worlds, right? But, like, just to yeah. see what someone else is working with. Of course, yeah. you're gonna do. It's like, wow, that's good. Like, if you, Tommy buddy. G dropped a dick pic on Twitter, like everyone wouldn't go over there to be like, let me just right. see what he's working. No, with. It, it'll have 14 million views, but like, no, <laughs> no one. I don't want to see yeah. that. No one's yeah, right. You have it as your freaking background screen. X-ray vision, oh. mind reading, superhuman strength. So, mind reading. I'm marrying. I will f superhuman strength, and I will f- kill X-ray vision because I don't want to tempt myself with looking at dicks. See, it's obviously marrying mind reading. That is the yes, so good. everything. Um, but great. I'm probably fucking X-ray vision. You want to see dicks? Yeah, I love seeing dicks. I know that's what I mean. You don't even like. You don't even like think about the fact that you're seeing tits and vaginas too, right? Right. Like you, it hasn't even crossed your mind. That oh, you get me? To do all that. You mean me personally? No. I, like, do you get to I, turn I the X-ray vision on and off? Like I would no, imagine. That's what I mean. I think like if you have that, have like it. I don't know. Like, do I squint to get the X-ray vision? Because if there's like a um, dimmer on it, you have to activate it or something. Yeah, like probably. if I could activate it, then yeah, then that'd be great, right? Because I don't want to watch fucking. But what what exactly does it do for you? Just to see. like when you're walking up to me, I don't want to have to see you fucking your hairless see, fucking albino fucking gorilla cock. You're gonna be staring at the floor because where my dick's dragging. <laughs> so it's like I don't want like if it's X-ray vision and I get to choose when I use it because I feel like the superheroes that have it like. I feel like they click something on the side of their. But their- what else? Okay, let's let's stop with the like. We get the naked part. We right. understand. But what else are you going to use X-ray vision for? Like strength. I mean, let's put it this way: you have enough strength, and you could read minds. Aren't you going to see everybody naked anyway? Yeah, what the fuck would I need X-ray vision for? Right. I mean, what else are you going to like? I want to see what's on the other side of the wall. I mean, it would be good. Like, like I guess if I you're going to steal stuff to see like where stuff is, I but I don't want to start stealing yeah, shit. But, yeah. Right. Well, but wouldn't you? You wouldn't um, have to steal anything. You have fucking mind reading. It'd really just be or strength, like you would just naked. crash through the wall. You just push the wall; the hot wall would fall. Yeah, up. but then there's cameras everywhere nowadays. I guess superhuman strength. Yeah, I'd fuck superhuman strength. You changed my mind. Yeah, because I want to punch someone you. and put them through a wall. Uh, yeah. yeah, I'd like to be a Mad Lab for a day. Um, <laughs> no, right? It's exactly how I thought of it too. Yeah. So uh, let's see. <laughs> fuck Mary, kill El Jefe, Mad Lab, MLB model. <laughs> MLB model responded, "I'm dead," which is true. Uh, MLB model <laughs> yes. dies in all those. Uh, yeah, let's course. see here. Fuck Mary Kill. Jeff Collins prior to winning the live final, after winning the MLB live final, but prior to winning <laughs> the million, or after oh, winning so the good. million. So we're Jeff Man Jeff Collins Ooh. six months ago, a month ago, or today. Fuck Mary Kill. 
Wow, this is this is like a great question. Yeah, Rich Bisky. What a great question. Now, do we do we have enough? See, we have to. This we is as, we got to assume. We got to assume the, the future. Jeff, how Collins. insufferable he's actually going to be. I um, I'll go first on this one. I'll go okay. first on this one. I'm going to say I'm going to marry current Jeff Collins, oh, which is probably surprising to some people. I'm going to uh, fuck. Six months ago, Jeff Collins, before any finals. And I'm going to kill Jeff Collins from two months ago. Because I feel like six months ago, before any of the finals, it was like you could still fuck with him. Like, he could fucking come at you and talk. But, like, you still fucking just, like, you could, you know, there was a back and forth and you could just swat him, right? But then after he hit the MLB live final, that was the worst. Because that was when he's, like, you know, on his throne and you're just like, fuck. But now it's just like, all right, now I just conceit that he's the best. Like, you know, like, it's, right. all right, there you go. Crowned. Boom. Like so, see. I like once again, Tommy. It all because of you. All all revolve around. Yeah, how exactly. Feeling. It's all about me. Everything's all about me. We know. Do this. you agree with that? Um, I do not agree with. I agree with the first one. I think you you, you want to marry this guy now. For one, he's got a lot right. Of money. He's got a lot of money. Right. Yeah, yeah. Let's, let's just right. talk about that. And uh, by the way, uh, congrats on your engagement. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I asked him. I sent him a text. I was like, "Yo, Collins, can you do me a favor?" Um, I need to date one of your wife's sisters for the next couple weeks through the NFL season. Oh, like, I'm like, this girl is the biggest good luck charm I've ever seen in my life. Like, he it really, honestly, he literally like, like it's started insane. dating this girl and fucking put a ring on her finger. And next thing you know, he became like a multimillionaire. Like, so here I would. So I not F the guy after the live final. Cause I feel like he is like Collins is a guy who I, and I don't think it's necessarily the money. So the money has brought the woman and the woman has brought the sex. And now a sexed up Collins is so much more chill than the pre- right, He's been really like, chill. Holding yeah. it in for six months, hoping to get laid on the, the, the hand holding of Jeff. Nashville. Yeah, yeah so I, I think I like him was, in a relationship better. He was almost insufferable six months ago <laughs> before the live finals and before getting laid all the time. Now I think he's pretty. He's back to being chill, relaxed, and now he's not, he doesn't have all the animosity to You know so. what we'll both agree on? What's That's it? enough Jeff Collins talk. All right. Fuck, Mary kill. Walking in another Guru Elite staff member's shoes for a day. You keep your personality, but everything else changes. Which cool. staff members would you want to change up with? So you get to still be Jeff Manns, but you get to go in someone else's person. See, that's not fair because it's like everybody would choose Mad you. Because nobody wants to live <laughs> your life, but for a day, for one day, like I could get. All coked up and yeah, fucking you can just do whatever you want under the guise of Tommy. Yeah, G. like that's that's the Tommy. Like everybody. See, I would want to be Mad Lab day because I just want to go out as Mad Lab, like with my personality. But knowing his, I guess I would adopt his like fighting UFC skills and all that shit too. But I just okay. like to be like Rusty or Mad Lab, like one of these brick shit houses. Like just right. walk around and just have people fear me based on my size and not my craziness. Like, I just want to feel that one day. Like, the only time I feel that is on, like, a playground, right? Like, I'm, right, I'm not go bigger than anyone, right? Like, even you. Like, you're tall, but you're not intimidating. You're fucking doofy looking, you know? I'm intimidating. Like, rusty nuts. Like, to be rusty nuts for a day and walk around and just have someone talking at a bar and just turn around and go, shut up. You know, for no reason. You don't even know the guy. Like, just to stand at a urinal next to some guy who's, like, little and just turn around and go, hold my dick. Wait, what? Yeah. Like, you could do that if you're Rusty Nuts. 
Like you, oh, okay. you, you could literally just go to a urinal, stand there, drop your pants, tap the guy next to you on the shoulder, and go hold my fucking dick. And what? They'll probably do it. Why do you always go to the like holding dick side of things? I think I'm gay. I mean, it's <laughs> I don't know. cool. I, I just I think there's nothing you, more. Like, when I talk about, like, like when I get in fights, I tell people I'm going to fuck their face, skull fuck right. them. Like, I don't know. It's I just, always that. I just, always. When, you're, when you're 5'11", 185, right? Right. And you've been. A pip squeak. And I grew to this height, Jeff. That's the funny thing. I grew to this height. <laughs> like, I was like 4'11", my freshman year of high school, right? Like, oh, I was always yeah. tiny. Like, you just have to lead with psychoticness. Right, and it's right, like. Right. What's more psychotic? Like, what's going to get someone theory. off their fight game more than telling them you're going to fuck them? Right? Like, right. You, if, yeah. if someone went up to fight you right now and you knew you were going to work this fucking small kid over and he just mm-hmm. took his pants off and took his shirt off and was butt naked and went, <laughs> like, you're, re- you're going to be like, dude, fuck this, dude. Right? Yeah. Like, there's, once yeah. you bring no, anything right. sexual I- into it, it right. short circuits the aggressor. Right. So I've just been yeah, in a constant smart. fucking like, I'm gonna fuck your fucking face because it's like I'm gonna wait. What? What'd you say? You're gonna fuck my face? Yeah. Right. It does. It really does take people off their game right. and out of their comfort level. Yeah. So that's why I do it. Oh, that's smart. That's it. You're. I've said a long time. You're not good at most things, but game theory. Holy shit! Yeah. Like you don't. I'm a game theory knows fighter. people. Nobody works people like Tommy knows. Have you? Even, how many like, times have guy. you seen me get within a pubic hair from a brawl in a bar, but not have it happen? You know, like oh, fifty thousand every single times. time, right? Yes. Like cursing wow. off bouncers, spiking shot yes. glasses, calling out yes. five people that are all bigger than Breaking me at the same time, right? And like doors, and it, and then every time stools. at the end of the night, it's like, how did we just not get in a brawl? It's like because I know exactly where that line is. Like I know how to be just crazy enough to scare the other people off. So uh, yeah, let's see. Uh, for you and Jeff, who would win in a fight? Me and Jeff. Me Hold you. on. I mean, obviously me. Um, full grown. Oh, all right. Full grown grizzly bear or full grown silverback gorilla? Who would win? Oh, in a I fight? like me versus you better. Yeah. Because I mean, I'll uh, work. You here. win right now for sure because I have taken like dramatic steps back. <laughs> I used to. I used to be really strong. I benched two forty back in the day. I squatted five sixty. Mm-hmm. Like I was. I was. A, I was really in shape and shit. I don't know what the fuck. It's just my genes. I have gotten crazy weaker <laughs> it, it's like insane like i would say the last five years it's just it, it's old age or whatever yeah. i'm just oh fuck it's bad cancer didn't help yeah <laughs> <laughs> i'm trying to think of reasons i'm like oh what? i was just about to say it i was like i was like debating like do i go there and i was like i I know on the phone on the phone i always go there right i'll be like well you do have cancer so we definitely yeah yeah, that didn't help yeah so that didn't help but yeah so i think it would have been a hell of a good fight 10 years ago but now it's not not close maybe i I would lay down maybe a higher white blood cell count would help i don't know (laughs) (laughs) i would like my best thing is like t-cells may help your squats I would just start throwing up, just hoping you slip in it and fall. Diarrhea. Spraying diarrhea everywhere. Like, you better fall, man. Hoping you get grossed Uh, out. It's so funny when we do the podcast, you can kind of tell what the quotable sentence is going to be when we're done. And I have a funny feeling it came from that last minute. I have a funny feeling. Our whole timeline tomorrow morning is going to be a sentence that either one of us said in the last minute and 30 seconds, for sure. Uh. 
<laughs> Maybe some more T cells would help. <laughs> um, so, what do you think wins, a full-grown grizzly bear or a full-grown silverback gorilla? I mean, man, um, I think I think the gorilla because because you're biased because you are one. Speed, yes. Like the bear is stronger, but the gorilla moves a lot yeah, better. I take a really, gorilla. You would take the yeah, gorilla, right? Definitely. Yeah. I feel like so they bad. have they have more motor skills too, where they can. I think a gorilla could put a grizzly bear in a chokehold, you know? F, Mary kill. Animal fights, girl fights, oh, bum You're fights. Oh, my wheelhouse now. I watch so I many 30-second fight videos. 30-second um, fights are great. Like <sighs> bum videos, girl fight videos, or animal fight videos. I got to go bum videos. I got to marry bum videos. I got it. There's okay. nothing better than bum fights or like he'll. Why? What is? And I don't know. I kind of agree, but what is I don't it exactly? Know. There's something about just two people that have no. They care need for it the their most, life. right? They're fighting right. for like a twenty dollar bill, like, or something. and they have no care for their life. They have no care for the outcome. Right. They don't care if they get arrested. They're just fucking. They don't give a shit if they're destroying property. It's like, what are you gonna do? Put me in jail? Then I get to eat. You know, like, dude, dare you? Um, bum fights are the best. Um, that's number one. I'm going to fuck girl fights because yeah, I knew you when would. you see some titties pop out, you know, that's awesome. But then you get some of the fat girl fights where you see some titty pop out and that's still fun, but that's not really awesome. But, uh, I'll take a good girl fight. I just hate too much hair pulling, right? Too much hair pull to put it in the elite category. I just let go of each other's hair, bitches and fucking wail on each other. And I'm going to kill I, animal I gotta fights. I got to admit, I love it, though. I love it. I like it, but it's like pulling. it takes away from the – like they just nah, – they just yank on each what other's What I don't hair. like is when they fight like men. Like that I don't like. When, uh, no, when I like when they're like, swinging like randomly throwing like haymakers. I wild and they mostly talk yeah, and yell. talk and a lot of like shit. And then it just – women's fights just stop at weird times. You ever notice that? Like it doesn't yeah, stop yeah. at the end. It's like just stops like in the middle. All the girl fights. It's strange. Like, and then they usually start kissing. Yeah, it's like, what's, that's a, what's that's up a with that? Watching. And I'm going to yeah. kill animal fights just because I normally don't like animals dying and fighting. So I, I'm not a big animal fight guy. I'm not a big animal guy. Yeah. I have this argument all the time. I don't like watching animals fight. I kind of do. Yeah, you're a weirdo. I like. I, I really don't like animals very much. I'm going to be honest with you. It's not that I, <laughs> I don't like hurt animals, but I, I, the only, I used to like animals when I was a kid. But the more other people like animals more than people, the more I dislike animals. Right, you're contrarian. Yeah. I can live with that. Um, okay. I started starring all these, and then there's so many more that came in. Uh, fuck, Mary killed. Getting laid, winning at DFS, or eating and drinking your absolute favorite thing? Are you? It's, come on, man. Like, the day I, that, the day I do a shot of Makers and it, I ejaculate my pants, like, that's the day that that... Come on, there's nothing better than fucking. What's better than fucking? Mm-hmm. There's nothing better. Like, are you kidding? I would. That can't be. I, you can argue that you should marry Why? winning at DFS. Why? Fuck no. getting laid and then kill eating no. or drinking your favorite thing. Because if you win at DFS, you could afford to get laid and buy and eat and drink anything you want. But why would – what's the point of winning money if you're not getting – Well, that's like what I'm saying. It's, you of, could argue the other side of it saying the chicken that, or the egg. Saying that, like, even Jeff Collins can fuck any girl he wants right now. Right? Even he's getting married. Like, that's <laughs> right. So it's like you can argue that winning at DFS big is getting laid automatically. But then the counterpoint right. is most of these kids that win at DFS still can't get laid. 
So for me, it's getting laid, fucking winning at DFS, and then eating. I, no, I'm gonna kill winning yeah. at DFS because I don't need to win at DFS to have money. Yeah, that's I yeah, mean, no, that's, that's sort of dead. Where I'm... Yeah, I'm gonna get laid, then fuck eating and drinking my favorite thing, and then kill winning at DFS. Yeah, I'm I'm kind of feeling the same thing. Like I listen, I love winning at DFS. No, you know what? I'll go winning because I do. I have the addiction to winning. I, yeah. It doesn't need to be a lot of money. See, that's the thing with you me. just need to win. It's not about winning. It's about asserting my dominance. Like that's same with sex. Everything's the same with me. I just want to be dominant. Period. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't have to. Be, I don't have to be have the greatest sex or the greatest win ever. I just have to do it. Romantic date idea after you and your significant other have a massive fight. Oh, I mean, first of all, weird. there is no romantic date after a fight because it's just angry sex, which is the best sex. And that back of a cab. Right. It's like fucking that's like throw each other up against a wall sex. So the romantic thing after that. And uh, so, yes, yeah, so I don't know. Do you have any advice? This seems like this might be a personal, a personal cry for help here, Jeff. Yeah, um, really. This person um, had a massive fight and uh, needs your advice on what to do for a romantic date. Well, and the whole thing with romance is there, you do what the other person right. wants to do. Yep. So if she wants to, if she likes food or movies or theater or music. You do that. Like that's what you, you do. Just do that. You go to those places. You do if she the, wants to hang out with her friends, you go to her friends. And she'll think that's – and get along with it. If she wants to go talk to her mom about princesses and fairies, whatever it is that makes her happy, that's the most what romantic. Is your, what is your, what is your wife? Six? <laughs> no, I'm just saying. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm spreading it all out. I'm not talking about – this is nothing to do with me. Yeah. I'm saying, what's no, this? What, why, oh, me, is this a personal thing? Like, what, where no, I I'm just saying. Like, no, I think your advice is good. You said in case she wants to talk, you were you were like everything you said made sense, and then you said in case she wants to talk to her mom about princesses and fairies. Whatever and like, he's not sometimes. dating a seven year old. Maybe. Well, maybe she's. You know, uh, maybe she likes Broadway thing. shows. Maybe she likes to go to the theater. Maybe she likes playing shoots and ladders. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Maybe she likes to go to Tijuana and watch other women get plowed by donkeys. Like, that's I mean, whatever. Nuts. Wait, that's what? That's the nuts. What? That's the nuts. Okay. Uh, I got a 40 to 1 ticket on the Chargers to win the Super Bowl. How do I hedge a bet like that? Holy shit. Um, I just looked at mine. I had plus 1,600. Yeah, boy. 16 to 1. This kid's got 40 to 1. So, I don't know when like he, he must have. I don't know, know when the April, fuck he maybe? got that. But, um, yeah, right. yeah, I mean, you don't hedge it yet, obviously. You wait until they yeah. get into the playoffs, and then you could hedge it out yep. each game by betting the money line on the other team. So I had this exact scenario uh, 2003. I bet the Carolina Panthers at 75-1 to 1 in Las Vegas before the season to win the Super Bowl. They get to the fucking Super Bowl, and I'm sitting there, and I didn't hedge it ah. in the championship game. No, no, no. I did hedge it in the Super Bowl, mm-hmm. and, they, and I won. But I only did 500, and what was I going like? I think it was going to win. What was it going to win? Like five grand? Mm-hmm. No, I think it was less than five grand. Whatever I was going to win. And uh, and I hedged it for 500 bucks. So I ended up winning 500 bucks. Yeah, you got to hedge but, those things. But just uh, make I sure. I wish I had more at that time. To, I wish I had more to hedge it with. But that, right. that's here's, here's, I did not. What I was saying is I did not hedge it in the playoff round or the championship round. I was well, like, it depends how confident you are, right? Like if the Chargers are sitting there, confident. if you got a 40 to 1 Charger ticket and they're you know, an eight-point favorite over the team they play in the first round, whoever that ends up being, then maybe you don't hedge the first round. Or maybe you take the money line for, you know, one unit on the plus 350, 400 on the, on the other dog. But the bottom line is here's the key to this because I, you know I was sitting on 75-1 to 1 and 50-1 to 1 tickets all last year in the NCAA every year. I'm sitting on these fucking things, Michigan last year and Villanova and all that. Make sure I have the means to do this. I can go get credit lines left and right and go drop down tens of thousands of dollars on a hedge in case this thing were to hit. Oh, Jesus. You guys, if you have a $100 ticket that's paying forty, you know, $4,000 and you want to hedge out two grand of that, make sure you have the means to hedge out what you want to hedge out. 
So start right. focusing now on either putting money aside for that hedge or having some sort of line where you could do that hedge because I've seen this tweet a lot. People going, Tommy, I got a nine-team parlay, and eight of them already won, and the ninth team is tonight. I got $5 to win 1900 How do I hedge out? And it's like, well, you go bet 500 on the other team. Well, I don't have 500 Well, you didn't plan for this very well, did you? Like, you know, you're pretty much all or none then at that point, so make sure you have the money to hedge out. Let's do. I just married a Protestant, and she wants to go to Hawaii every summer. I was like, yeah, well, you didn't plan this very well, and I don't have the bankroll. Well, a goal. You didn't, you didn't plan this very well, did you? A goal without a plan is a wish. Remember that. Oh, That's one of my favorite quotes. Um, like fuck, marry, kill. East Coast, West Coast, Middle America. I know some of these get recycled a little bit, but it was like 20 episodes ago, so we might as well do it again. East Coast, West Coast, Middle America, Jeff. Fuck, marry, kill. E- the easiest thing ever for me because I'm killing the East Coast. What? Yeah, I'm done. Wow. Especially Tommy there. Yeah, that's true. I, I, the East Coast is just too... It's too into themselves. It's too much. Yeah, and too unlike cramped. the West Coast, which is very humble and, sh- and non-shallow. This is not wrong, but uh, he, I'm I'm a square footage whore. I'm going to change your answer. I like this. square. I like space, and I like things. How spread much out. do you want to bet that hate... I can change your answer on this when you're done? In in one sentence, not one sentence, but okay. But finish you your thing, some... and then I'm going to change your answer. Yeah, you. so I'm killing the East Coast. I will. I'm going to marry the West Coast because I like good weather and sunshine and wide open spaces. And I'll fuck Middle America because I'm from there. It's fine, but it's people are good, but the weather is garbage. The infrastructure is garbage, and the rest of the world doesn't care. Are you even considered West Coast in Arizona? Kind of. Not really. Because you can consider yourself Middle American. If you do, I would like to remind you of the fact that every single topic that we discuss, gender-neutral Santa Claus, fucking transgender this, eliminating plastic straws, all stems from the West Coast millennials. So if you kill the West Coast, if you kill California, you basically kill the whole disease that is America right now. I don't believe that's true. Yes, it is. So California is dead. No, I disagree. You 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 ever go there? you, East Coast liberals. We East don't fight the East Coast. The East Coast liberals shut the fuck up. Like, the, oh my God, they're dude. not. Are you kidding New me? New York City, you're, you're, you could say. Like, LA's number one, no doubt about it. LA, but all of California, Coast, San Fran down to San Diego, right behind there. You have a right whole listen. The amount of liberals per okay. capita. Are you kidding? Look me? at the East Coast and look I'm, at the West Coast. First of all, the whole bottom half of the East Coast is redneck, so you know they're not liberal. Right? That's fucking Bible uh, Belt. I, you know what? I didn't even consider Honestly, I didn't even think about right. it. Right. The whole bottom half is not. The, the whole top half, when you get up to Boston and all them, even if they're liberal, go to Boston. You don't see people prancing around in dresses and beards. They get punched in the face. New York, you have your sections. You have Soho. You have it's very eclectic in certain areas. But the rest of New York State ain't like that. You don't Brooklyn, see that shit in Albany. On, you ain't seeing that shit in Philly. You ain't seeing too much of it in D.C. You're not oh. seeing any of it in Jersey. It's little subsections of New York, Manhattan, which isn't that big to begin with. You go to California, from the tippy top up in San Francisco all the way down to San Diego, there's beards and dresses the whole way up, and they're banning plastic straws. The whole fucking side of the country. It all comes from there. So I am marrying, of course, Middle America. What? Yep, that's my favorite place. They're the most normal because you are right. The East Coast is pretty fucked up. We're too hyper. We're too aggressive. We're too fucking crazy. The West Coast wow. is too fucking liberal and fucking weird. 
Middle America's got it right. Give me Nebraska. Give me Kansas. I'll even count Arizona in there for you, Jeff. Give me some yeah. Texas. Right. Give me some fucking Tennessee. Give me, the, give me the dead middle of the country. Give me some Chicago even. Give me all of it. I like the middle of the country. They got their shit together. They got brains on their fucking heads, and they still got a little old school values. Oh, and this they, backfired on me miserably. And they got beautiful chicks. Sure I was going to get you all pissed Beautiful off, so chicks now, that drink beer and pissed. watch football. That's my favorite. So you want to end with an F that before we get out of here, Jeff? Uh, sure, go ahead. What do you got? All right, I'll let you think of one. Um, yeah, so, I got. Yeah, so you got to think of an F that. You got probably got too many to choose from. So I'm going to F the Uber bicyclists. Uber Eats bicyclists. What? Yes, this is a thing that I didn't even know existed. So I order hot food from Uber Eats. I've complained about this before, that when you order Uber Eats, the one negative, it's efficient, right? Like you just fucking boom, click a button and the food comes in on its way. The problem with it is that... When you're ordering hot food like pizza or Mexican food or something like that from an Italian restaurant, the person who's driving you the food has like the heated pizza bag, right, which is keeping it hot. Your Uber Eats driver does not. So one of the negatives of Uber Eats and all these companies is the food tends to cool off a lot more on its way to you. So I've become very strategic about what types of foods I'm ordering on, ordering on Uber Eats and what times I'm doing it. If it's 2 in the morning, I'll sacrifice it because no other place is open. But the other day... I went and made sure to cherry pick a Mexican restaurant that was fucking three blocks away. Like, I could have fucking walked there if I wanted to. It was like a mile away max. Right, Jeff? Hot food. Mexican food. Got to be hot. Want it hot. Want it spicy. Want want the salsa. Give me it. Light it on fire. Jalapenos. Everything. I want it flaming. And all of a sudden, I see your order's been picked up. And I'm like, oh, this is great. It's going to be here in fucking two minutes. And then it's just taking forever, and it's 20 degrees outside. And I look at the fucking app. Dude, Jeff, the Uber Eats driver was a bicyclist in the middle of oh, winter. Jesus. How do you – does he have a basket? It was a lady. It was a big lady, a is large lady. Is swinging with the handlebars, like smashing so food? So my food is banging on spokes in 20-degree weather, <laughs> getting cold as fuck, bicycling over here, taking fucking 15 minutes out in the cold for her to get here and come upstairs. And I'm just like, oh, you got to be fucking kidding me. So Uber Eats bicyclists delivering my hot food. Fuck that. Wow. Um, that's good. God damn. I, I mean. I didn't even think it was possible. In New York, too? Like, why are you bicycling? I, I know why well, you This is Jersey. Like, like, New York, it almost would make a little more sense, right? You probably get here yeah, quicker like on a bicycle. downtown Manhattan, midtown. But I don't want my hot but... food sitting in 20 degrees yeah. for 10 minutes. Exactly. Might as well stick it in the pedaling around. It's smashing against the freaking handlebars. Like how? And I tipped her that? just because that's what I do. Uh, that, that's pretty bad. Uh, my my f that this week. I don't know if you saw this on uh, Twitter, but um, our buddy Evan Silva got into it with some guys. It's, uh, these these people, these NFL analysts, that they don't really have any intelligence, and they don't really <laughs> have they don't really know what they're doing. But all they do is just fan the flames of whatever coaches and beat writers say to them. And that's all they do is they just fan the flames. And, like, Evan was making a point, I think it was about, I can't even remember what the fucking point was right now, but I re- it was, um, I, you know, whatever. I don't remember what the point is. But there was like, oh, I think the coaches, uh, I think the coaches know a little bit more than Bucky Brooks. That was it. Bucky Brooks, NFL Network, and he's like, I think the coaches know more than you think you know. It's like, no, asshole. No, we don't. 
Like, I will tell you this, and I don't give a fuck if you're a coach, if you're a former GM. The, if you're a former GM, guess what? I'm not. I'm not a former anything. I, I don't give me that job. I, ain't I have yet to it. fail at it. You have. How about that? You failed at it. You've lost that right. You've lost right. that credibility. Why do we give you credibility? Because you did a job once. You got fired. Like, hey, I had a podcast once and I got fired. Oh, great. Like, that, what good? So you suck at podcasting. That's the way it goes. Hey, I was a garbage man. I got fired. You're a shitty garbage man. Right. That's just the way it goes. I have yet to be Why proven wrong. We, this world assumes because you did a job once and you failed out that somehow that makes you more credible than somebody like Evan Silva that knows the fucking game of football backwards and forwards. Go fuck yourselves. Like, I don't buy any of this. And there are so many bad coaches Across, bad broadcasters across the National Football League right now, bad assistant coaches, that there are people, and guess what? And I'll say this. As a fantasy analyst, I make more money than 90% of NFL coaches. How about that? What do you think about that? Yep. How do you feel about that, mother? Not head coaches, but assistant coaches, coordinators. I make more money yep. as a fantasy analyst. How about that? Go fuck yourselves. Yes. I love it. I love it. I tell, every people, I, I tell people all the time, dude, if you think – that the saying that because someone's an NFL coach means they know more than us is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Because first of all, that's like saying anyone who's a tout anywhere is better than any DFS player who's not a tout. Bullshit. Absolute bullshit. bullshit. You need to earn that. Anyone can start a tout site and claim that they're good. The sharper players are a lot of times don't even have the tout sites, right? Like we had to go through years of proving ourselves and qualifying and helping people win and winning. So if you're a coach and you go and you suck, Hugh Jackson, I am 50 times the coach of Hugh Jackson. 50 times. I could do the job. I just didn't know the people he knew, and I wasn't willing to spend 15 years of my life making no money as a fucking ball boy and then an assistant and then folding clothes in a locker room and then study. Like, most of these people went through this whole process, a 15-year process. Now, not McVay, obviously, and guys like that, but most of these guys started under Parcells, right? They were a ball boy for the Giants, and they worked their way up, and then they got a shot because of who they knew and the time they put in. It used to be the same way on radio, guys. You used to have to go to Fordham. And then you used to have to get a communications degree. And then you used to have to host like XFL games back in the day. And then local sports teams and work your way up to get your own show on the radio 18 years later. Well, I've said my whole life I'm better than all those guys. So did you, Jeff. And I turned a switch one day and in a matter of seven months had an award-winning radio show all to myself. So you're 100% right. You're welcome. They have, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> they have proven that they can't do that job. It's the DJ Moore Cam Newton example. We know what Hugh Jackson is. We know what the Fisher is. They are DJ Moore with Cam Newton. At least we are DJ Moore with Hineke. At least there's upside yes. there. At least we have a chance of succeeding at it. I know they've failed. We know well, what they are and their failures. Listen to this tweet, Bucky Brooks, NFL Network, NFL.com, I should say. All, with all due respect, if you're going to ask about the NFL and players, I believe it's probably sensible to at least solicit the opinion of coaches who know the players better than most. That way you get the real sense of how players are viewed and valued within the league. Well, guess what? We don't give a fuck on how certain of those coaches and players value players. 
because a lot of them are wrong and they they have wrong values. I mean, do you guys Bucky Brooks would have James Conner would never get an opportunity because he's not as good as Le- and right. he, in that world James Conner doesn't get an opportunity because he hasn't done it before. That's all this is. But us who actually believe in the game and love the game and know the game, we know, hey, guess what? This next guy's going to do well. Hey, this quarterback's not that bad. Hey, Dak Prescott might be okay for the Cowboys if Tony Romo Hey, if not. this team runs we this play that. against this scheme. But because, Bucky Brooks will never know because it doesn't happen first. Right. He needs everything to happen, and then he could tell you about it. Well, too fucking bad. That's why, that's why they're fucking losers and they know nothing. Listen, if you don't believe it, tell me I didn't predict everything the Yankees should have done before the fucking season started with Aaron Boone. You want to talk about me bitching about why is Brett Gardner leading off? It took him till fucking, what, August to move Brett Gardner to the nine hole? Like, so, therefore, my point was, why is Glaber Torres batting ninth? All of a sudden, he, like, the fact that we're calling these things four months before the coaches actually do them show you how dumb these fucking coaches are, that they don't know shit about analytics, they don't know shit about the game, they're just old-school fucking hard-knuckle, hard-working, blue-collar guys and the league has passed them by, and that's the end of the story. Any final words, Jeff Match? That's going to do it. I hope we don't get fired. We can't get fired. It's our show. Well, I hope I don't get This fired. is beauty. It's our show, so we can't get fired. That's true. Now, you yeah. could get fired from some, like, serious or something, but yeah, serious. I will always be here for you. Somehow with I'll arms. get fired from Guru Lee. I don't know how. No, no, no you're good. I'll you're look. good. For now. We'll Unless see. you piss me off. For now. <laughs> <laughs> we could technically probably fire each other, right? I, I probably or can, or, ne- or can neither of us fire each other? I don't know how that works. I don't. I don't know. Either way, let's just form a truce. Okay, we won't. For- I think we have that. We, we have won't fire each truce. other. Let's make a truce on air right now. We've won. If we could, we would have done it I fifteen know. times, oh, like God. probably today. Yeah, so, I don't want to fire you right now. I wish I could. Fire. But anyway, you always have you always have a home here, Jeff. Even if you get fired from every other outlet, you always have a home at No Mercy. <laughs> yes, I'll be, remember some mercy. When I'm some here. mercy. Just just make sure you bring <laughs> me on as a guest. For the Vanilla Gorilla, Jeff Man. Stay checking <laughs> at Jeff underscore Man's on Twitter. I am Tommy G. You know my handle because no matter what the FSTA says, I am the Guru Elite Social Media member of the year, not Jeff Mans, at Tommy G. Give me some write-in votes even though I'm not there. Good luck. Mafia for life. Stay cashing, motherfuckers. Mercy is for the weak. We do not train to be merciful here. A man face you, he is enemy. Enemy deserve no mercy. Oh.